What's up y'all, Manny Carrera, your real estate resource, and this is episode number 12 of Whiskey Wednesday Podcast Sessions, where we sit with entrepreneurs, influencers, movers, and shakers over a glass of some fine whiskey. Today, we're gonna be drinking Four Roses. This is actually one of my favorite whiskeys. Probably a really, really smooth whiskey. What do you think? Love it so far. Love it so far. The voice that you guys hear is my special guest. Uh, this is the co-founder of Digital Empire here in El Paso, uh, Mike Cortez. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being on our show. Cheers. You're episode number 12, man. That's my my second favorite number. <laughs> so congratulations on that. How you feeling? Pretty good. Pretty good? Pretty good. Yeah, excited? Yeah, it's probably my first podcast being on. I've done my own YouTube channel, but I've never been on a podcast, so it's nice. kind of cool. Okay, cool. But you do listen to a lot of podcasts, right? You were showing me um, your little library right now. I'm a podcast fiend, man. I, I listen to any, <laughs> any single podcast I can listen to. I'm always driving, so it just makes things much more ple- uh, fun yeah, on the yeah. drive instead of just music. Radio is pretty repetitive. Huh? Exactly. It's pretty annoying. Cool, man. So let's start off with you telling um, you know the viewers on iTunes and YouTube a little bit about yourself. Cool. So... Um, Again, my name is Mike Cortez. I uh, run a digital marketing firm or an online marketing firm called Digital Empire. And we've been in business for a little over a year and a half, but I've been doing online marketing for you know many years, did web design before that, graphic design before that, and been in this kind of world of marketing and advertising for a little over eight years now. I mean, because I was doing it during college and stuff. Nice. So here I am now. Cool, man. Born and raised El Paso. Born and raised in El Paso. Yeah. Cool, Went cool. to Utah. Uh, go Miners. Go Miners. Also, uh, just, I mean, I, I saw the opportunity in the middle of college <clears throat> of El Paso growing to what it is now and even where it's going from here. Right. And um, it actually made me not want to move 10 years ago. And it was it was one of that's, those, like, probably the best decisions I ever made was not moving from That's here. insane that you say that, bro. Um, I actually moved back a year and a half ago okay. from Miami. Because I came to visit, saw the opportunity that this, that you're talking about. I saw the growth. I saw where El Paso's headed, and realized I wanted to be here yeah. to be part of that growth instead of out in Miami. So yeah. came back, but it's it also back. also one of the best decisions that I've made. You know, mm-hmm. I've been able to start the podcast and my vlog and my real estate business. So it's been good. Cool. Um, but cool, man. So talk to us a little bit about your background. You have a background. You said you went to UTEP. You you, you did a whole bunch of stuff. You got the digital marketing. You mm-hmm. got your um, yeah, so I mean, um, I guess we'll start in college because that's where like my career kind of started uh, blossoming, I guess you could say. Okay. Um, but majority of it was graphic design, learning how to draw. I, I, I was really good with computers. I was always kind of a techie okay. at heart. My dad was a computer programmer. So nice. I grew up understanding technology, you know, born 1990. So around 95, my parents brought a computer home and that was like... Windows 95 came yeah, out, yeah. that's when like, Internet Explorer came out. I remember that. Just perfect timing, you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so I like to say I grew up alongside the Internet, and right. I saw from at least a point where I could remember it to where it is now, and it's just like, it's mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. It's, it's fucking and, and I'm excited to, see, excited to see where it goes next, right? right. So I always knew I was going to work with computers. I just didn't know what that meant as a kid, right? Yeah. So um, somehow I got into graphic design, had to do with, just really loving Photoshop and being really good at it, and then doing a bunch of like photo manipulation stuff. I'm kind of glad I'm I learned it then as opposed to now, because right now I'd be a little punk just making like memes all the time. If I, if <laughs> yeah. I knew if I knew Photoshop, that, that's yeah. all I would use it for. So be like laughing behind the computer. Exactly, that, that, that would have been my life now, and I'm kind of glad I didn't I didn't start that way. But um, yeah, so graphic design was something I got into. I knew computers well, but I was the worst artist ever. Like the worst. So, I, so I had as to far learn, as drawing or creating? I mean, I had to learn how to draw from scratch. Okay. I had to paint. 
do ceramics, uh, sculpture, just all the art um, stuff across the board. And um, really, it was a huge struggle. I was this close to kind of giving up on it. And then uh, probably a few semesters in, I saw some faith. You know, I got, I got some faith from seeing like, okay, I've gotten a lot of progress. You saw your progress. And so, and I really like the, the creative <clears throat> process of things. So um, I always had this kind of this uh, personality where my brain's just a thousand places uh, yeah. at once. Same. So I'm just like thinking of you know 20 different things at a time, and it helped me get some success in the graphic design world. But I realized, you know what? I'm uh, when I graduate, I'm not going to be the best graphic designer out there. Right. I'd rather be, actually this is how I found out this was through a professor. He told me, he's, he was an older Asian man named Mr. Wong. Mr. Wong, yeah. shout out Mr. Wong. Mr. Wong, dude, I'm doing well. <laughs> What's you his first name? this right now. Well, What's his first name? Um, I think it was Albert Wong, and I, and I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but, or it could be Wong, but you know. Wong Wong. That's, that's me being a, a marketer there. But he, <laughs> he told me like early on when I was in graphic design, uh, he's like, you know what Mike, you would be a great art director, but a horrible graphic designer. And this is like me, graphic design too. I, what do I do with that? I was like, oh. <laughs> you're like, I mean, like, I'm gonna be a graphic designer. I thought I'm coming to going to school for yeah. graphic and design. And he's telling you that you're gonna be a. And he's like, you one. could be a good art director, but not graphic designer. So I was like, D what does that mean? Can I still graduate as a graphic designer? How do I get to that level? And it got me thinking a little bit differently about uh, content and uh, my value to like businesses, right? So so that so that, that kind of. Did that kind of make you real reevaluate your strengths and your goals and kind of hone in on your strengths? One hundred percent. Well, I mean, I was I was also a little intimidated and kind of like uh, disappointed by that. So I was like, okay, do I really want to be a graphic designer? Should I just right. stop graphic design? I was there was a lot of questions, but it got me to look into other avenues outside of graphic design. Where I was like, okay, well, maybe there's something else I could learn on top of this that would make me more valuable to, let's say, because when you go to college, you're looking for a job. Yeah, right? business. How do I get yeah. hired for an agency or right. whatever? So I started learning how to code. I did pretty well. Um, I took a class like in college and I knew more than, than the professor as far as coding goes. Really? So I was just kind of like, I mean, well, dude, what do I do with this? Like, I, I, there's something here that I have because everybody was too afraid to learn how to code because it's a little intimidating. It's, it is very intimidating. I actually know a couple buddies of mine back yeah. in Florida that did it. Yeah, it's, it's not it's easy. Tough. I mean, yeah. it takes a different mindset. And uh, another professor told me, um, before I graduated, I asked him, like, hey, what do you think about me uh, learning web design, or at least pursuing web design, so that I could get a better gig, a better job? And um, he told me something on the lines of, you know what, either be a graphic designer or be a web designer. You can't be both. Mm -hmm. So again, I got shot down, you know what I mean? So it was just kind of like I had these, these uh, I guess, ideas of where I could go and these people that I looked up to kept bringing me down to a point where it made me question if I should be this in this position now. Right. Now, because I went against his work and I learned web design, I actually um, got hired for a local firm called Fuzzy Rapanda, and uh, they work for NFL teams, NHL, um, the PGA Tour. Really? Um, I, I did stuff for the Oregon Ducks for Texas A&M. Nice. The Bruins in the NHL, the Rangers NHL, uh, Oakland Raiders NFL. So all this, all this came from you going against the advice that everybody, all the professors were giving you, exactly. which was you're not going to do it, you're not going to, yeah, not going to be good. Either be one of us or don't be one of us. Was kind of like what they were trying to get me to be, right? right. I, I went against the grain, and now I'm even more against the grain. I'm not even a graphic designer anymore. I'm a online marketer, right? Yeah. Um, 
but I guess that that kind of got me to think about what my value was for businesses right and how could I actually provide value because even when I was doing stuff for let's just say the Raiders or any of these teams um, I kind of felt like okay I'm doing cool graphics I'm making nice infographics and web pages and whatever but what am I really doing for them like what am I really are they getting an immediate ROI on what I'm doing or is it just looking nice for social media because right. at the time this is like 2000 um, 12 when I graduated 2013 so social media was big but not like it is now right like right now you got this you got a yeah, whole yeah. ecosystem around yeah. you right and I think it's still very underrated mm -hmm. very yeah. underrated still you know it's definitely not mainstream just yet yeah. but it, it will be there pretty soon within the next year or two mm -hmm. um, that whiskey's really good by the way man. that's good smooth four roses Get your boy a bottle of sponsorship. Get your boy, is that the tagline? <laughs> Get your boy a bottle. <laughs> Get your boy a bottle. Um, where did we leave off? We were talking about... Um, so, talking a little bit about your, your, your school and, and okay. you're going against, your grain, uh, against the, the grain and mm -hmm. against other people's advice. Mm -hmm. To go after that, you, you landed some good deals, mm -hmm. some good uh, work deals, mm -hmm. but then you kind of started thinking, you know, is this all I'm doing for them? There's yeah. no ROI. Is it just a social media post to look pretty? You're looking at was a bigger impact, or what were you kind of? What was what was my value to? Why is someone going to pay me for a service? Like right. what what real value do I have to provide besides here's a new logo or right. here's a nice brochure? You know what I mean? I felt like that just wasn't enough. And then on top of that, sites like Elance were coming out, 99 Designs. Um, now there's like Fiverr. Now there's also Upwork. And it's it's me competing with like flyer. Uh, is that another one? Yeah. I just stopped looking. It, it just I, I, depressed I me. It made me so depressed. So I just stopped <laughs> looking because it's just like more that's, competition. That's actually the, the whiskey Wednesday uh, promo that for we do every single Wednesday. It's, it's so easy to make a design now. That's actually yeah. nice. You know what yeah. I mean? So I saw that a while back, and I kind of you know saw the writing on the wall. So I decided you know I'm going to learn web design, and then Squarespace came out when I was doing web design, and I was like crap now. Now I got to move on to the next thing because. So you were just kind of getting, you were just kind of getting knocked down by big competition. Is that what you're kind of going after? It, it was devaluing what it was I was doing yeah. for for customers. So people it's hard to it's hard to put a, a value to the work that you're doing when somebody could download an app and maybe make something I mean, not as good, but maybe. Now that's the case. You know? Before it was me competing with like people in India that were charging two dollars an hour. Yeah. Or um, in Guatemala doing you know. Uh, just whatever it was for super cheap. Now you can build a whole firm around just those people. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that the dollar just goes way farther for them, so yeah. they're more than happy to, to uh, work for that amount. I can't do that though. You know, I got bills to pay. I got right. I got uh, S to take care of. I don't know if you can cuss or anything. That's so oh yeah, you can cuss. It. Okay, I was like, I've never said S before. <laughs> no, you can cuss. Time. Yeah, I'm actually cussing a lot of time here. All right, so cool, cool. Maybe one day we're gonna have to stop, but I don't think so. I don't know. That's no. what I like podcasts. Joe Rogan. So. Yeah, Joe yeah, Rogan. That's why I love podcasts. <laughs> Yeah, so it's cool. Keep free realm. Yeah, freedom of speech. Um, yeah, so so I kind of moved on from web design because of that. Because Squarespace came out, Wix, so many, even WordPress to a certain degree just makes it stupid easy to build a website, right? Yeah. So then my next mission was, okay, how do I, what's the next thing that I have to go after? And and that's where it got me into a mentality of adapting, right? Like Yeah, you got to adapt or die. Yeah, exactly. It's um, not the strongest or the smartest who survive. It's those who adapt, Yeah, right? That's um, Charles Darwin, I think yeah, that yeah. said that. But that's just, that's a way of life, right? Like, and, that, and 
that's where I see things going with AI, with robotics, with everything that we're oh, dealing see, with right I now. Too. I see it in every industry though. I see every it industry. even in real estate. Like my my industry isn't a industry that can that I don't see. I don't see people buying houses from realtors in the next twenty years. And that's just like that's just the way it is. You know, I see really people buying houses online literally like yep. a shop and go like oh virtual tour or yeah, using like you know report or something and yeah, get the virtual like, yeah exactly so i think every type of business is eventually going to be like that you know yeah i mean there's always going to be that human element right of course but there's just going to be less people with those gigs because they're going to be a little bit more than just salesmen they're also going to be like technicians yeah. they're also going to be who knows what else mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so I left that, that agency because um, I was kind of getting tired of just doing graphics and web design. I just wanted to do more. And I, I was a little, actually to be honest with you, I was a little depressed because it got me thinking like, why did I go to school for this? Why? Just weren't happy. I wasn't happy, you know yeah. what I mean? And um, at the time, this is around, this is like 2014 maybe, no 2013, it was like four years ago. I was um, following Ty Lopez. He had just barely like taken off. Like, yeah. And this is before he was even charging for like the sixty-seven steps. I yeah, just yeah. found out about him somehow. I don't even remember how. And well, because of an ad that he probably put up. No, see, here's <laughs> no? the thing. I already had ad blocker installed oh, back then. Yeah, because yeah. I'm a I'm a techie. Dude. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, like, I didn't even know that existed. Right? And, and this is what the irony of what I do is I'm blocking all of that that noise right from myself, right. even though I'm an online marketer, making the noise as well, right? Um, You're clapping with some head with some uh, earmuffs on. Yeah, <laughs> can't <right>. hear it. <laughs> <laughs> like, not not here, not today. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, I actually didn't hear about that uh, commercial until he released some kind of uh, call to action. Like, I'm doing a a conference in person in Santa Monica in two weeks. Either you're going to be here or you're going to miss out. And this is before he even done he had done any conferences or anything like that. I think it was probably the second one that he had ever done, and the first one was a hit. So he pretty much gave me two weeks i had saved up about six thousand dollars from from my job to take off and be a freelancer and um what happened there was i used probably about 50 60 percent of that just for that santa monica trip so i made an investment on on the tickets like, yeah um this is my fun about click funnels and sales funnels because i realized oh he got me he got me like with the uh, upsells yeah pay 300 more and you'll get a, a quote-unquote private seminar with just me and a select few people yeah yeah, yeah i'll take that 200 dollars <laughs> extra i'll take that 300 dollars extra before you know it i'm paying you know uh, easily over a thousand for just yeah, yeah. him right but uh, well i also worth it oh yeah dude, so i was also bought into to his philosophies and to now, I don't follow him as much as religiously as I used to, but I really like his core values, like his 67 steps, mm -hmm. and um, he got me to read a book a day, well, more a book a week. Started with a book a year to a book a month, and then a book a week, and then it just kind of picked up. Right now, I'm just a huge reader. That's good. Um, but what happened there was really funny because that's what launched me into this world that we're in now, is um, I, I just go... Uh, I sign up and then I pay for the tickets. It's only two weeks, so from Texas to Santa Monica was probably like eight, nine hundred round trip. Yeah. Because it was last second. You yeah. know what I mean? And uh, so I'm just like watching my money, all that money I saved up for, you know. And at the long. time, tell me, tell me, let's see if you could go back. What was your mentality? Was there in your mind? Did you know that it was going to be worth it, or were you kind of nervous? Like, what the fuck am I doing? Or should I just go with this gut feeling, like? This is where I need to be. You know, it was it was scary regardless, but it was always that like I, I just know this feels right. 
Yeah, it's it's scary as fuck, but it feels right. You know what I mean? And that's how I felt about every one of those decisions. Decisions I kind of told you about, man. Like whiskey's kicking. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. The tongue twister, the tongue twister (laughs) whiskey right there. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, what do you call it? So with um, that event, I signed up. Majority of my money's gone in like ten seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm doing this at work, so I'm just like thinking, like, man, this better be worth it because I do not want to be in this shithole right now. You're reading the the return policy, huh? <laughs> Not even that. I just didn't want to see it. Yeah. I was just like, no, just just get it done with, like a band-aid, just rip it off. Yeah. And what's cool is they put like a little um, closed group just for people that were going. And um, I mean, I, I knew absolutely nobody in Santa Monica, let alone anybody going to the conference, or that was willing to pay that much out of pocket immediately. Yeah. And uh, I threw a shout out on Facebook on the closed group, and it said, "Hey guys, coming in from El Paso, Texas, small little town in Texas. I don't know anybody." Does anybody want to meet up um, three days before or a day before, I think, um, like at a Barnes & Noble because I knew everyone probably reads because they were part of that group. Yeah. And we'll just share <laughs> we'll share books, we'll yeah, yeah. share ideas, just talk, like yeah. meet cool people, right? That was my whole like genuine... Like, like-minded people. Yeah, and, and that's really a big part of why I wanted to go is who knows who I'll meet, but who knows, maybe I might even work for Tyler Lopez or whatever, yeah, right? And... Um, so I get to Santa Monica, get an Airbnb, first time ever doing that, in some tiny little like, I, little Iranian woman's home that was like just a pull-out bed and nice, <laughs> yeah, nice I little spot. It. it was like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was just trying to save money any way I could, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, she cooked for you? No, I wish. Some Airbnb would have been awesome. Do. Yeah, <laughs> been awesome actually. No, it was right by the beach, so it was kind of cool. Okay. Mm. So then I, I go the the day before was when I was supposed to have that meetup. And uh, I go to the Barnes and Noble. I didn't realize how big this Barnes and Noble was that I chose, but it was like three or four different stories tall. And here in El Paso, we don't have like we only yeah, have like yeah, a one, standard one story one. Fifty bucks. So nice. to me, I was just like blown away. Like holy crap! There's yeah. escalators in a Barnes yeah. and Noble. Like what's going on? We had a huge on? one too in Miami. There was a three, three yeah. level one. Well, well now I see them all the time, right? Here. But that was the first time I'd ever seen that. You know what I mean? I was blown away. Yeah. So I'm going up the escalators, just kind of wasting time before um, we come in and. This dude that I, I'm still really good friends with, Julian Sanders. Julian, if you're watching this, uh, shout out Julian. Shout out Julian, <laughs> So he he's coming down the escalator, and I'm coming up. I don't know anybody, and he's like, "Are you Mike?" As we're like kind of like passing, <laughs> as we're passing ways, I'm just kind of like, yeah. like yeah, looking, yeah, like yes. looking at me. Yeah, right. Trying to high five him. Uh, he's Too just ready. like, so I, I told him like, "Hey, we'll meet me there. Like, I'll I'll come down and and we'll talk." And he's like, "Yeah, I just recognize you from the post." And um, just want to see who shows up. Cool. Well, let's see if we can maybe like get a room or something and get all the people that join. I'm expecting like five people, dude, like tops. I was just happy to get one person to go. Yeah, I, yeah. Nobody. Uh, oh, actually, what I missed left out was um, I forgot about that post. And the day that I got back to or got to Santa Monica, there was 400 likes, 200 comments, and I oh, hadn't shit. answered any of them. And I'm just like, oh crap, people are asking where we should meet, where we should meet. And I'm like, everyone's like putting it on me because I'm the one that started the post. And I just kind of threw out there, oh, Barnes & Noble, Third uh, Third Street Promenade or whatever it was called. And uh, yeah, so one person, another person, you know, uh, calls <laughs> me out like, hey, are you Mike? I'm like, oh crap, this is weird. I don't know anybody <laughs> in Santa like Monica. Like, yeah, like it's just, it was weird, dude. Yeah. So You don't know anybody, but everybody's recognizes you. Yeah, it was so super funny. strange. Yeah. But it was, it was kind of like a little, like two seconds of fame for me, but um, I'm upstairs and then I realized, oh, you know what? Everyone's probably like, if anyone's down here, they're probably downstairs and you just go look for them. 
sure enough, dude, I'm going down the very bottom of the escalator, and there's like a group of people. I'm not joking. Thirty people showed up. Holy shit! To me, that's a big deal because I just threw out Fuck a little yeah. shout out. Dude, I you didn't know anybody out there. Dude, absolutely nobody. Out. Now I have thirty friends. You know what I mean? It was just like this amazing moment. Um, yeah, so I just hear people like whispering, <laughs> but, "Is that Mike? Is that, is that Mike? <laughs> yeah, like like I'm a celebrity. Like I'm Tyler Lopez's like assistant or something. I don't know what. But uh, so so I'm like, oh crap, this is way too many people for a Barnes and Noble. So I just kind of like take leader leadership and I'm like, uh, you know what, let's probably go somewhere else guys, maybe a restaurant and we can help out that business and like, you know, just bring them some extra bucks with the crowd of 30, like, why not? So uh, yeah, we go to the some Mediterranean place around the corner and uh, I mean, they're overwhelmed. 30 heads. Yeah, 30 walking. people come in, they didn't even have enough like tables, barely any chairs. Lapping it. Yeah, so, so it. I'm just sitting down and people are like getting up and like switching seats. So people yeah. like wanted to talk to me, like I'm some like influencer or something. I just threw out a Facebook post. Dude. That's yeah, all you're just like trying to meet some friends. Yeah, exactly. Just I just walked away just, with 30 friends. I'm just lonely, but now I got friends. Yeah. So talk to me about the event. How, how was the event and how did that kind of change your you know perspective on things or did it change your perspective on things? Um, well, it definitely got me into like the entrepreneur uh, mindset. Okay. And that was something I was always interested in. I didn't even know really what the word meant until around that time period. What did you think? What, what was the first thought? In your mind because I could literally go back three four years mm -hmm. and I could tell you that the word entrepreneurship meant no job not doing shit yeah to a lot of people Un unemployed yeah unemployed yeah. like yeah. N you don't you're not doing anything because yeah, like, I would get that too way. like my sister would tell me I'm like <clears throat> yeah I'm an entrepreneur and she's like you just don't have a job <laughs> like, uh, well yeah but <laughs> well yeah <laughs> what do you say that way that is true but <laughs> but hold on <laughs> you know so how did how did that uh, introduction to entrepreneurship kind of changed you and what did that do for you um well i mean a big the the big i guess turning point for that mindset was honestly all the reading the reading was was just it threw me into like a a whole different personality that i just hadn't tapped into before you mm -hmm. know what i mean now i could have conversations with people on multiple different levels as far as business goes as far as uh, culturally history wise books you know, are the books are the the gateway to yeah. freaking knowledge, you know, hundred so. percent. And then the thing is too is, I mean, there's no reason you can't do like audiobooks. You know, people are like right. romantic about reading as well. Yeah. It's just information at the end of the day. Like, how do I get? That how out? how do you absorb that? You know, just in yeah. school, like, are you a visual? Are you a, are you more of a? You know, I need to see it in, in person. Yeah. So, so that's the best way that you that you kind of learn. Yeah, and uh, as far as that conference goes, it it got me to meet um, people that were just different that were thinking yeah. differently that were on a different frequency all of them you know some came from 10 times farther than i ever came from you know what i mean like right. they're from australia new zealand china um my friend julian the first one that that saw me or pointed me out was from washington dc and he i think he made like a road trip all the way out there he had, he had no uh, money and he was in a way worse position than i was i was actually you know saved up money and uh that dude's an inspiration for me because he he just told me that day he's like I've never met Ty, I've never met any of his staff, but I'm going to work for that dude. And uh, about a year later, I get a call from him saying, hey dude, I'm uh, coming through El Paso because I'm driving from Washington DC and it's like a straight path to um, Santa LA, or yeah. LA with I-10 and stuff. So um, he's like, I'm just going to go to LA and figure it out. Like I want to, I'm still going to work for Ty, <clears> but I'm just going to figure it out. And I was like, oh, you got a job, yeah. you got the gig. He's like, nope. no. I have no oh, idea what shit. I'm doing, like just the balls on that dude, man. I respect him so much. Huh? Did he get it? Yeah. Oh, a year later, uh, maybe about half a year later, 
I'm, I'm watching Ty's videos and I see him just standing next to him. He's actually still in his videos now. Oh um, yeah, dude. Julian Sanders. He was his assistant and he did some, uh, he managed his social media accounts for a good while. So he's the guy that inspired me to get into online marketing. Okay. And when he kind of brought up certain practices and stuff, I was always aware of like Facebook ads and um, just pretty much uh, sales funnels and retargeting and all this stuff. But then I just kind of got more curious about it and more curious and then I went down this rabbit hole and I was like, crap, I got everything I need to, to run this kind of type of business. Um, I'm a graphic designer, I could create my own content, my own content. I'm um, a web designer, I could code majority of these landing pages if I wanted to. Um, I'm tech savvy so I could at least adjust based on you know what the requirements right. were. And that just got me into another like upward spiral and I think that's probably the moment I was waiting for as far as uh, what my purpose was, or at least my, my skill set that was right, worth right. Um, somebody paying thousands for, right. as opposed to here's a website that, yeah, you need a website, but that's about it. Like people just, there, there's no real value there. Now I right. can charge them, you know, a couple thousand every month as opposed to a one-time fee of 2,000 for a website. You know right. what I mean? So it gives me much more freedom and uh, it's all automated, which is beautiful. I love yeah. that. I love that portion the most. Yeah, definitely. Automation is, what I think a lot of businesses need nowadays, um, just to stay afloat and stay in competition. You know? Yeah. Because time is very valuable. So for a business owner to be spending his time, you know, constantly, constantly trying to get ads, where it's not automated, it's it's draining. Yeah. You know, I think so. Talk to us a little bit about the business, about Digital Empire. When did that start? At what point? After this, after this, you know, event, Ty Lopez, mm -hmm. you you came from it, and you decided, okay, this is where, I, this is what I need to do, yeah. and this is where it's gonna start. Um, okay, so Digital Empire uh, sprouted around the time, maybe like about a year after the Ty Lopez event. So, two weeks after that event, came back to El Paso. That's when Uber was also kind of new in El Paso. So I was just doing that for like extra cash on the side, and. Um, I met a bunch of just really interesting people because they're all Dude, fairly responsible. Fucking Ubers, so badass to meet people. I was trying to do it in Miami, yeah. but I had a two-door BMW. Oh. So I was like, shit, I want, life, a, I want a four-door. Tough, tough, tough life in a, life. In a BMW <laughs> two-door, man, poor guy. <laughs> no, but I really wanted to, I wanted a four-door just to do Uber so yeah. that I can meet people. No, it's in, definitely. In, you can meet so many different types of people, you know? People were constantly giving me business cards because sometimes you're in a car for like, half an hour, 40 minutes, depending on traffic, and you just talk, I mean, right. I mean, some people are you know, rude and don't want to talk, which is fine, it's not my business to talk to them. Um, but I ended up running to this guy that was, um, he's about 10 years older than me, his name's Lucas, Lucas Hudek. Uh, this dude's traveling around the world right now, he's like, he's, he was a, a very strong business mentor in my life, along with his business partner, Omar Campos. They okay. ran a, a merchant services uh, company, like for POS systems and right. credit card transactions and yeah, all that. Yeah. That was a whole other world that I had to. I was just thrown into that I had no idea existed. I got introduced to that world. That's too. a crazy it's world. Freaking man. insane! It crazy is. world. Yeah. I mean, it's just that. There's a. It's a trillion dollar business for sure. Right. But anyways, um, what do you call it? He he liked that I went to Ty Lopez. He was super excited. Gave me a job right on the spot. And I just needed some extra cash because I blew all of it for Ty Lopez. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, I mean, fuck it, I'll take it. And uh, I like this guy a lot. He's like, just call me in two weeks because I'm going to be in Brazil. I'm like, damn, this guy's like traveling everywhere. <laughs> yeah. He's young. He was only about 30, maybe seven at the time or so. And 
I just kind of did, you know, kind of grunt work for them, learning the business, doing a lot of business operations stuff, mm-hmm. running like a manager almost for, for the business. They were a startup, but they were worth, you know, a couple million or so. They were doing wow. really well. They're working out of like a condo and stuff. They're, Shit. they're, they're living the life for sure, man. They're still doing extremely well. Um, but they gave me the opportunity to start a branch off of 2020 and it was like a, a media company okay. with my skill sets because they saw that I had something that was of value and they're yeah. like, you know, we could sell this and they had a huge pe- a portfolio of people they could reach out to. Um, <clears throat> long story short, that kind of fell through the cracks. We brought in, so like my friend Julian, we brought in some other people that were you much more experts, that they were, they were much more in tune with what was going on online marketing than I was. And I just wanted to learn from them. Right. And uh, I think there was just too many cooks in the kitchen. It, things just didn't line up like they should have. Right. But I was still obsessed with this whole online marketing thing. So I just branched off. Things fell apart. We're on good terms, all of us. No, no harm, no foul. And um, <clears throat> I started just my own freelancing career. Was building my website. You know, I was just going to go by Mike Cortez because I read a book called um, Education for Millionaires. And in that book, it talks about how all the the biggest names in the world are somebody's name like bi- bi- biggest business names like wells fargo um gucci somebody. think chanel think yeah. any any big name out there or any big brand, brand generally besides the tech brands are all uh someone's name yeah. so it's like just run with your name even if you don't think it's a, a good name just just run with it and people will recognize yeah, it. yeah yeah definitely so i kind of went with that philosophy and then um started building the website getting the business cards everything like that and I met this dude that was at um, a gym that I go to, like a, a calisthenics gym, a gymnastics gym. And uh, he was talking about the same things I was, sales funnels, for, uh, Facebook ads, retargeting, e-commerce. And then um, I just, he, he wrote out a shout out saying, hey, if you're a business owner, um, I'll do Facebook ads for free. Just pay for ad spend. Just give me a, a DM or whatever. So I hit him up just to ask him, like, hey, what do you know? Like, maybe we could share some information and resources. Cause I'm a huge like information junkie, right? And um, that dude, I met him up with uh, at a coffee shop at Jovini Bronson's. I and, love Jovini. Uh, it's a great spot, man. Bro, it's, Very good spot. It's a freaking hidden gem. Yeah, and a lot of people don't know about it. Salt and honey and coconut. Yeah, I live in that area. Too. So oh, really? there. In Central. Yeah, I love Central. Central's badass. Uh, so we met up, Shout and then within about. Shout out Maggie. <laughs> Salt and honey. She's one of our interviews. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, Met this dude within 10 minutes. I asked him, how about we start a business? And that was Digital Empire. We, he knew just as much as I did, and I was just like, that's... And this is your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his name's Luke Wienis. Luke Wienis. Yeah, so we're doing well now. We're, we're uh, picking up steam, but it's... Nobody told you how hard it was going to be to start your own business, man. Yeah, There's girl. no book that could tell you enough. Exactly, right? So let's talk about some of those those struggles that you had to go through starting up the business that you and Luke. What, what were some of those struggles that you guys had to learn or some of those lessons? Um, well, for one, just because we know what we're talking about doesn't mean anybody knows what we're doing. You know what I mean? 100%. Like we, like, cause we're both like super nerds that are really into like the automation side of things and efficiency and right. systems and whatever. To us, it's like, it's, it's our language, right? But when we start speaking to, let's just say, uh, some mom and pop shop or a, a restaurant owner or whatever they're trying to even figure out why they need facebook or why they need a website right 
and it's like it's like a total like uh, uphill battle just to get them to understand the surface of it. where the attention's at yeah so where so that that was a big struggle for us and kind of an eye-opener as far as like okay who should we be talking to yeah so then we realized we have to be going after the the bigger fish as far as um they you know or people are just extremely competitive where they need the next edge like real estate agents are, are a great 100%. example because you guys are just in the trenches everybody's right. like copying from everybody yeah i'm sure a lot of guys are copying your podcast right now just because <laughs> you know who you are <laughs> so so that's uh we kind of realized who who was going to be more open to hearing yeah. us out and uh because of it i mean we're we're picking up a lot of steam and, and getting bigger accounts so what type of clients are you guys targeting um targeting we're we're still trying to find out which niche is the best fit for us right. but we work from anyone from furniture stores to uh restaurants uh bars real estate is something we're barely getting into it's a, a tough nut to crack um we're helping with uh schools so like we've spoken to you know some private colleges um some barber colleges we're, we're trying to figure out okay what's the best fit for us right now right and uh from there it's just kind of once we find that niche we're going to conquer that niche and uh, build our empire there. So that's kind of like the, the meaning behind digital empire is we want to build, uh, there, there's a great quote from, um, what's his name, Heisenberg from uh, Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Right, yeah. so he, he's like, uh, I'm not in the business of making money, I'm in the business of building empires. Yeah. So no, that, when he's, I remember yeah. that, I used to be a fanatic of yeah, the show. Like you lost your and when he right? said that, I was just like, <gasps> money done changed you. Eisenhower, money done changed you. <laughs> but that's, that's really where, you know, I think, the big brands come out, the apples, yeah. you know, the yeah, there has to be that big because vision. yeah, it's the bigger picture. It's not so much of the millions. Yeah. You can make millions. You could, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunity for people to make businesses that can become hundred million dollar, you know, companies. There's a million and one ways to, to make money. It's like, to me, the problem is not making money. It's where do I want to put my attention to, right? right? right. Where am I willing to be suffering? Yeah, in like what's suffering and suffering you mean putting your time putting yeah. your energy putting you know the the discipline that you need to yeah into that craft because i can i can be that person that's kind of pulled just a thousand ways at once and i'm a jack of all trades and a master of none right exactly so yeah. um i just kind of doubled down on online marketing i saw it as a huge opportunity Strings. um we're on a kind of an upward um uh i guess you could say like hockey stick uh ramp right now um it's not mainstream yet, but it's still, it's it's very, um, there's a lot of businesses using it right now, at least in the Fortune 500 businesses. Right. As far as the mom and pop shops go, nowhere near. Um, it's gonna take a while, I feel. For it takes to, time. For, for them to catch And there's up. always gonna be a next thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Marketers ruin everything, like, what's his name says, Gary Vaynerchuk. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marketers ruin everything, so they're yeah. gonna ruin what we're doing. Yeah, uh, definitely. And it's just so crazy how, how it's changing and how fast it's changing, right? Yeah, it's it's a, for sure an exponential growth. So yeah. so my responsibility, my, my business partner is better at this. He's always constantly just doing research, development, um, finding out what's the next thing that you know, Facebook's talking about, that Google's talking about. Because these guys are changing their algorithms all the freaking time. Constantly. They're changing everything. And, and it, for anybody that's in social, like I'm heavy on social, I'm heavy mm -hmm. on story, I'm heavy on Instagram, Facebook, yeah. uh, YouTube. And it's so hard to, I see the changes. Like as I'm, as I'm moderating my story, I'm like, what the hell, this is new? And this just changed how many viewers, you, told you me. know, like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. So you, it's like something that you, you can't just 
I don't even think just read up on either. It's something that you have to live and breathe every single day. Mm -hmm. Social media is like a breathing organism, you know? It's yeah, because I mean, internet time a year is 10 years. Yeah. You know what I mean? A, a week is a month. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I don't know how, how fast people forget about people that died already. Like, you know what I mean? Like Anthony Bourdain just died like a week ago. And now we're talking about, we're talking about extension or extension or how you Tentacion. I'm actually a big fan. I got, I got really, I got pretty down, bro. I mean, somebody with a lot of talent like that, especially in a dying in Miami, it's pretty sad how he, how he died. But, but yeah, I mean, that's totally true. It, the, I think the attention span mm -hmm. is so, it's just so short much and it's so small and it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. I'm looking at analytics from ads that I'm running mm -hmm. and I'm seeing my 10 second, <laughs> the 10 second absorption rate yeah. is, you know, it's good. It's a lot of people, but that's what I'm seeing. It's a lot of people mm -hmm. only looking at 10 seconds of a video yeah. that's worth, that's 60 seconds or 40 seconds, you know? So that just shows you like attention span is going so quick. You know, it's so but hard to adapt. Even though that being the case, it's uh, you also find out it weeds out those that aren't worth your time. Yeah, you know mm -hmm. what I mean. So it's it's kind of a, a double-edged sword. But that's kind of one of our philosophies with Digital Empire is uh, the power of the internet isn't so much that everyone's on the internet. It's that you can now talk to only those that matter. That and are in a segmented mm -hmm. conversation, yeah. right? Because there's behaviors and demographics that you can focus on. Demogra I mean, just even, even let's just say breaking down to people that watch 50% of your video versus people that only watch like three seconds. Yeah. Those are the people you want to focus on. The 50, Those are the people the you want to retarget. Yeah. And uh, because for whatever reason you're resonating with them and they like what you're saying, yeah. um, people get kind of like very superficial about it. And they're like, ah, not, not enough people are watching my videos. It's like, no, no, no. You just need the, the handful of exactly. people that are very interested in your message they're, and what you're trying to sell. There's a term you know? called the true 1000 fans, right? I think it's by Kevin Kelly or something. Uh, Callie. If you look up first, uh, True 1000 Fans, you'll, it's a good article. It's been around since like the early 2000s. But the whole philosophy is just find the 1,000 pe people that will do anything you say, that love everything you do, no the matter die hard what. Fans. Die hard. Yeah. Like the, the first people I ever found, like Gary Vaynerchuk on Wine Library. Yeah. And he would have like nothing on his channel, just yeah. like uh, 10 views a day mm -hmm. or whatever it was. When he started, the start, the, the you know, the, he started the hustle. Yeah back in the day but he like eventually he found his 1000 fans mm -hmm. and he just focused on them and like how do I get them to find more fans for me and then more fans it's like yeah. a like a whole because that creates word of mouth that creates you know and and I think that's how businesses really explode and not only that if I had a thousand people let's just say that are willing to buy any product I make I could tell them just pay you know ten dollars a month for uh, you well, know whatever service article or I'm gonna provide you things well, I mean, it's 120,000. Right? my phone. Yeah, right. No, it's 100, <laughs> I think 120,000 just off of those thousand fans paying ten dollars a month. Ten dollars a month. Now, if you get them all to pay five hundred dollars or you know whatever it is, bring them up the value ladder. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, you have to find out who your first two two thousand fans are before you even jump the gun and try to like capitalize on um, on your audience. You can yeah. always do it, but it's just a matter of the more you know about who you're trying to talk to, the better you can find more of them. Right. And a thousand's a good. Um, starting point or a good uh, pool to work with that's that's a really good uh, kind of method or, or thing to think about mm -hmm. you got me thinking for <laughs> sure <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> so talk to me about you know why what that's one of the biggest questions because I still think a lot of people viewing and hearing 
don't really know what it is that you do for businesses. You okay. know? So why does a business need to focus on digital mm-hmm. marketing nowadays? Um, okay, so the eyeballs are not on TV anymore. They're not on radio. You and me were just talking about podcasts. Yeah. I haven't listened to the radio in, I don't know, five years or something like that. And if, if my let's just say my phone dies, I just turn off the radio. I'd rather just be no, like white noise. <laughs> yeah, like then I'd rather zen. meditate than yeah, zen, hear <laughs> the, the BS that's on the radio. Yeah. Um, so I mean, even my parents right now. My mom has an iPhone now. She's sending me emojis. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole different. Even the older generations are adapting now, mm-hmm. and they don't have any cable. They only have uh, HBO Go or something. Or to a, that, I agree because or my demographics. When I'm looking at my demographics and who I'm targeting. My demographic right now is from 24 mm-hmm. to 52 years old. Yeah, it's surprising, right? It's surprising you because you you don't expect it. I mean, I'm I'm looking at my mom and my dad, and they're they're close to that age, mm-hmm. and it's like my mom is heavy on Facebook. My dad has no idea how the fuck to log in on yeah. Facebook. Yeah. He thinks he was born with a Facebook account. He's like, "What's my account?" You know? <laughs> is it like Social Security? Yeah, and if he's do I get a check? Listening, I'm just, I'm just kidding, Dad. <laughs> no, but um. You know, there's there's a lot of people that don't understand social media, but surprisingly, it's catching on. You know, yeah. it's catching on with the older generations. Yeah. Even my grandma has a Facebook. Yeah. You know, it's badass. She'll message me. Yeah, all and, the that, time. and that's what I love to hear as a marketer because that means that's I can now go to let's say businesses that go after older folks. Yeah. And uh, they'll tell me like, there's no like 60 year olds aren't on Facebook, and then I'll show them the analytics. analytics like, look, yeah. this is the this amount is of people how many people active, are yeah. 65 year olds on Facebook. And not to mention, you know, maybe Instagram, WhatsApp, um, probably not Oculus for the older crowd. Um, but that's kind of the world that, that we live in now. It's, and it's only going to speed up faster and faster. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. That's insane. So that's why, you know, social media is, I mean, uh, digital oh. marketing is important for businesses, you know? Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, it's kind of like, I, I, I've kind of like a weird, um, my background, not just graphics, and it was also printmaking. Okay. So I have a, a love for print that is kind of there, but I don't see the value of it. Like, like at a, in a transparent view, I just can't see why I could justify paying for a newspaper ad because I haven't picked up a newspaper in even yeah. longer than the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I read an article to that. What you were talking about is, I read an article saying today, um, you know, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube are the new Bravo, MTV. VH1, you know, 100%. they're they're that's where the attention's at, and that's where everything's at. Yeah, a lot of people that aren't on the social media, um, what what kind of impact do you think that's going to have on their business in the next five years? Um, so social media is your your voice, right? At the end of the day, it's it's a communication tool mm-hmm. or platform. So customers are now we're getting spoiled. We're expecting our people that we interact uh, interact with on a monetary level to give us something for free or to give us discounts or right. to, to retarget us or um, only send us relevant advertisements to us because I'm into, let's just say football or I'm into uh, MacBook Pros or whatever that might be. I don't want to get ads that just aren't relevant to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just annoying. It's spam. You know what I mean? And uh, so if you're not finding out one, who your audience really is using those analytics, um, and you're just kind of spinning your wheels and just throwing money at the problem and hoping for the best. One, you're wasting money. Right. Um, two, you're 
kind of uh, falling behind and falling behind in 2018, 2019, 2020, uh, it's, it speeds up over time. It's exponential. Yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. So if you're, if you're five years behind, you're really like 10, 20 years behind. Yeah. Cause by the time you catch on, it's, it's, you have so much catching on cause it's still moving. Yeah. And, I, and I'm super worried about, especially like let's see in El Paso, we, we always, everybody here says we're 10, 10 years behind, right? Mm -hmm. To me, that's terrifying. Like I, that means that, you know, when let's just say artificial intelligence starts taking off or robotics starts taking more laborious kind of jobs there's gonna be a lot of people here with they thought they had secure jobs that are in a different wow. place yeah uh, my parents are fine your parents are fine because i don't think that'll happen by the and time they'll be retired yeah. by then right but what about people right now that are learning I mean, even our kids yeah you know, our kids that's what scares me the most is where everything's going is like no clue Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Everybody's playing catch-up right now. Everybody. Yeah. Even the most knowledgeable of digital marketers, the most knowledgeable of, of tech-savvy people mm -hmm. are always playing catch-up because yeah. nobody really knows who's holding this bar that just keeps going. It's just, it's just going, yeah. you know? So that's, yeah, who, who thought Snapchat filters would have been that big? They're freaking everywhere. I've never seen I, a girl without a snap of a dog face. Yeah. Like... That's <laughs> Yeah, I know. That does suck. <laughs> that does suck. It's misleading. I thought I was going to get it's a very dog. very misleading. You're on Tinder. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like, those are very popular. Especially with girls. I like, I like filters too. I use, a, no. I use a lot of Instagram. I'm huge on Instagram, but yeah. I love like the Instagram filters. Or, filters are just in general like a different way of being creative. Who would have thought? GIFs. GIFs yeah, are GIFs like, is another know, one. Um, it's, but that's, that's just kind of thing. Nobody knows where the trends are going to go. Nobody knew cell phones were going to be that impactful in our lives. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Jobs had an idea, but I don't even think he knew what how big this thing was going to grow. You know what yeah. I mean? It was just... It's scary. He had a cool it's idea. Tough. Yeah. You know, but it's... Uh, yeah, that's kind of the scary thing. But it's also the... It should be more enlightening or more motivating. Mm -hmm. But I think what it is is people just need to have more of a, a forward-thinking mentality. Right. As far as how do we prepare for the next five years? How do we prepare? How do we at least play around with the technologies that are out now? Yeah. Um, just to be aware. But that, that's what's tough to get people into. And that's what's hard about my job is getting them to see, look, if you're not doing this getting now. Getting them to understand. You know, it's yeah, just, it's a learning curve. Because there's a lot of people, I think, um, you know, the older generation, some of the older generation. And I even have, dude, I have a best friend. He's my age. He's never had a Facebook or no. Instagram. Or Snapchat. Okay. And that scares he's, the shit out rich. of me because I'm like, no, he's not yeah, rich. How old are you? He's not rich. Uh, 28. 20, okay, so we're the same age. Yeah, he's not rich. Okay. Is that what you asked? Yeah. Oh, no, he's not rich. Uh, but that scares the shit out of me because I, I want him to be informed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think in the next five years, ten years, you know, he's, he has a kid. Yeah. But he's gonna be the dad that's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> you know? What's and his kids on? that has a Facebook and it, yeah. you know, it's gonna be crazy. But there are still a lot of people that don't have social media, but the people that do I think are are, are converting and are seeing the big picture. Mm -hmm. Even though it's it's really hard for them to understand because I think just traditionally people growing up in the eighties and mm -hmm. the nineties coming into the technology world, mm -hmm. we're so against it because of the attention span that, it, that it's taking away from people and society, what yeah. it's doing, you know? So there's a lot of people that are just opposed to even having a cell phone. I don't yeah. need a smartphone, you know? Yeah, you're gonna see a lot more of that, right? Like there's gonna be a whole detox, um, I guess uh, you could say train or, or just, 
culture mm -hmm. that's going to start happening where people are just going to completely detox from technology and I'm not against it it's actually we, we need balance right in everything we do right um, I hate that like I'm constantly checking my phone like where you know was that a notification or is that just me so like, you feeling a buzz? Like, yeah it's horrible man. Like, yeah, you're just better off just throwing your phone in the back seat because sure. you, you will check your phone and it's and you will most likely crash. Yeah. So it's just one of those things. Like it's there, there's definitely uh, there's definitely like a, a good and the bad to technology. Right. Yeah. And I think for a while too, uh, okay. Um, you know, selling phones. Worked there for three and a half, almost four years, and I was actually really good at my job. I was really good at sales. I was selling a hundred phones a month. You know, but I would start thinking about it, and towards the end of me working in Verizon. I hated my job mm. and I hated it for the reason that now I think is wrong uh -huh. but I hated my job at the time because I didn't like what technology was doing to society I was oh, one of gotcha. those that I was just like I have my social media but yeah. I was just like I hate that I can't even have a conversation with somebody and they're not looking me right. in my eye I think Which it's is super fair. disrespectful mm -hmm. but at the same time I was like I'm like the top producer here and I'm I'm putting a hundred phones in everybody's hands every month and I'm like <laughs> I'm the problem. Here, go ignore everybody here go ignore everybody <laughs> So I'm like, that's yeah. the one thing I it's hate. It's your so, fault. Yeah, that's what I felt like. I was like, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. You know, I don't want to do this. So I wasn't happy. But now looking at it, it's like, I'm a realtor. I'm making videos. I'm making content videos. Mm -hmm. Value. I'm giving value. I want everybody to look at my shit. Mm -hmm. Everybody needs to go get <laughs> new phones, you know? Yeah. But that's just a, the mentality shift that I've even had in mm -hmm. the last two years because of technology, where it's at, where it's going. You can't, you can't fight it. Mm -hmm. The tension's there, and it's going there. Exactly. You, know? you can't fight it. You have to adapt, or you're gonna die. Yeah. You There's a, a really good book, and I'm, I'm just gonna throw just to stop recommending books. No, 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 bro. Will... That's like I was gonna ask what's your favorite book. Right okay. Now, but you. you uh, just spit oh out man, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. But I have uh, one book that I love to recommend because it, for people that they, they get scared of technology, which I don't blame them. Uh, there's a good book called Future Crimes. I think it's by Mark. Goodman or something like that okay. just future crimes it has like a picture of like a cell phone or something in the front and uh, the whole thing about this book is he talks about how look, like you were saying right now exactly um, technology is going where it's going you can't stop it you can't don't try to stop it don't try to stop don't get innovation. it it's way <laughs> it's just yeah it's going to happen yeah now don't be afraid of change embrace it but also understand there's always gonna be shitty people so so the way that that he kind of breaks it down is he talks about uh, thieves right so the beginning of time, let's just say when the knives were invented, you had to rob people like at knife point. You right? had to get close. You had to get close to them. Yeah. You could maybe rob one or two people at a time, maybe. Um, Big knife. Guns were created, you could rob maybe about five or six people at yeah. a time. Even all the way back to like, let's say fire. Fire gave us, you know, a lot of uh, warmth. It gave, it cooked our food, it protected us from animals, but it was also used for destruction. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like uh, these technologies that are made, um, aren't necessarily evil there's just always going to be, to be bad people yeah we can't do anything about it there's mm -hmm. and people blame technology for the problem like social media and uh, bullying or whatever yeah so cyber bullying yeah because you see that and you see a lot of you know just junk you don't need to see or you don't want to see you see people getting their head cut off yeah. and i think facebook has gotten a lot better in filtering better. that stuff mm -hmm. but that was a problem yeah. you know and that 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 problem could have turned off a lot of people from being on social media i know for a little bit i wanted to get off Social okay. media, just because of all the shit that I was seeing that I yeah. didn't want to see, you know. And you know what? There's there is a way to manage all of that. 
Um, and that's actually that's something I've, I've been really interested in, in starting is like a course or like a channel that just talks about this because I am knee deep in the whole marketing world, online marketing, and I understand retargeting. I know why I got retargeted. Um, I understand when somebody's selling me when they're not, when they're just being genuine or whatever. Right. Everyone's kind of aware of it now. It's going to be a little bit more mainstream. It's hard to be gen and, and it's hard to fake it nowadays. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think nowadays, yeah. and that's what I love about this, this, you know, is that people see through that fake bullshit. Yeah. People see genuine people. People know when the message is genuine mm -hmm. and they know when there's an underlining catch to whatever you're saying or, or doing, you know? Right. And I think that, that genuine generosity or that genuine genuity. Genuity? I oh think, my I think god! She that. I don't think that's a real word. Oh, word. Don't trust her. Yeah. To be <laughs> <laughs> genuity. Genuity. She is an English major. Genuity. Genuity. So that 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 amount of genuity that you need to have nowadays when you are creating your brand, especially if you're gonna be the face of your brand, right. you know, I think that's super important in building that transparency. That, that, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, and that's why I love podcasts, right? That's why I love, um, actually, that's why when I did listen to radio, I loved Howard Stern. Because that dude, dude I used to was, love Howard Stern. He was just honest. You know? Yeah. He was, I mean, yeah, it was he was raw. doing a lot of, it yeah. was raw. He was doing a lot of stuff to, to get emotional. It was really raw. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's, I mean, he's still killing it because of that. He's just, yeah, people he, love who he is, you know, good and bad. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say about the whole managing technology and everything is Facebook, Google, um, all these powerhouses, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever you want to call it, they give you tools to actually tell them what do you want us to show you? What do you not want us to show you? Really? And the thing is, people have to just start thinking like Facebook. They have to start thinking like these, like why are they showing you more political, uh, either sponsored posts or blogs? Is or it because you're Googling political posts? One, that, YouTubing. or you keep clicking on them. Why are you clicking on, on ads that are clickbait? Like, yeah, 10 things Trump does that, you know, yeah, Trump, yeah, Trump, Trump kicked a kid in or something. You're like, oh, fuck Trump. And I want to, and you click <laughs> and on And now it. you're fucking Trump everything. And now you get Trump everything yeah. from like liberalasfuck.com or liberal this or and whatever. It goes, or it goes even deeper than that because I know that I've even talked about shit. Mm. I've talked about shit. Not even typed it on my phone. Just like talk to a friend. Yeah. And my phone's chilling there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing ads on something that I was talking about. I'm like, oh. I never even <laughs> curious. It's this guy's yeah, fault. <laughs> this guy's fault. He gave me the cell phones. I, I just took care of the rest. I used to give them to you with the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing people are like really weird about Alexa right now, or, or Google, uh, yeah. Google Assistant, right? Right. But I, I always tell my counter to that is, you accepted having a microphone on you ten years ago. Well, that's the thing. Every even when you're downloading these apps, it's mm -hmm. like okay download because there's 10 paragraphs that i don't want to read yeah and there's little mess yeah your first <laughs> your child is on facebook your, so, your yeah. microphone will yeah. listen to everything that you say yeah. i mean we don't we don't read that shit. yeah and but yeah. that's just the world that we're in right now and that's yeah. where marketing's going it's yeah. like it's really really and it, really and it's being detailed. it's being controlled especially with like the whole uh zuckerberg on trial recently um I don't know if you've noticed or if you've gone in the back end of Facebook since then. I'm just always there, so I see it every day. But since from that moment of him going on trial to let's just say today, that only happened like a month and a half ago or something. The back end is completely different now. They they took off certain metrics like I could see before um, household incomes, I could see household sizes, 
Um, I could see what purchasing uh, formats people would prefer, whether it was credit card, debit card, cash. Um, I used to know a lot of information on people. It was really creepy. But to me, I was just like, this has been around for since Facebook started. That's fucking To insane. the public, they're like, you're collecting what on me? Motherfucker. Yeah. And to me, yeah, I was just yeah. like, okay, well, I knew this. And there's people no. that, okay, let's fucking, nobody knows, but let's take advantage. Yeah, you know? and what sucks, and this is a, a heartbreaker for real estate, is they're taking off a lot of targeting metrics for you guys as well. Yeah, I saw You saw that probably, saw. like homeowners, renters. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, the thing is, marketers ruin everything. At the yeah. end of the day, no, that's the true. marketers ruin everything. And that's the thing is that, that's why it's a living, breathing machine because yep. you you find little one little avenue, you start taking advantage of it, and then when too many people take advantage, yep. it goes somewhere else. Yep. And that's that's why you have there's to stay gonna on be top. something else. There, there will be eventually, yeah. right? And it's gonna be even more intrusive than Facebook was, right? Yeah. There's gonna I'm waiting for the next <laughs> what, what do you right? no, what do you think is the next social media platform um, that is up and coming or that may you know maybe not social media but i do see the home assistant being the next frontier alexa alexa google home Definitely. um not so, not so much because they're tracking what you're saying i mean i, I know they have to be they have to be because if they're listening for alexa or, or okay google or whatever i probably start they're my just phone by they're just that. waiting for that that uh, word <laughs> yeah so if they're listening for that that means they're listening to everything else because yeah. they have to hear that one word right the call word but for me, it's kind of like, um, how do you use that format in your favor, right? Fuckers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to be the I'm just like, but no, but that, that makes 100% sense. That's why they have to listen, you know? Because if we want a phone that can do everything and, hey Siri, text this person, or hey, remind me about this. So, so one thing everyone should always remember and this is my kind of a motto that I got from my, probably that Future Crimes book, is when something is free, you aren't the customer, you're the commodity. So just think of it that way. If you're signing up for Google, if you're signing up for Instagram, um, if you have uh, even a LinkedIn account, anything that, that you're giving away openly, like a login, if you're not paying for the service 10 days a month or whatever it is, um, you're the customer because you have to pay for that somehow. You know, mm -hmm. it's business. You're yeah. going to have to pay for, for your their service that they provided to you. Um, I'm not upset about it. I don't think anyone should be either. Right. Um, if the service is so... Because people are also say like, well, then how do I keep in touch with my friends? Like, welcome to, you know, supply and demand. Facebook has something you want. Are you willing to give your information for that? That's your right. choice. Um, and people are very... Not finicky, what's the word? Maybe more loose with their information than they think. They think they're being very because um, what's protective. an email? What's an email? Date of birth, right? Male or female, right? You know what is that to me? But well, it's well. Think really about that that login for uh, with your Facebook account mm -hmm. uh, button or one click to login with Google, right? You don't know what information you're giving them. Well, I'm giving them my fingerprint, and I'm giving them my, you know, I'm giving them a lot of stuff. You're giving them a lot. Yeah. They they don't they they probably disclose it like in the you know terms and services. But you don't, you're, for the sake of your convenience, you're giving your information for convenience, right? That's your trade-off. Right. I mean, just accept it. Now, if you don't want that, well then, you know, maybe there's another alternative to it. Write like, your friends a letter. <laughs> yeah. Send it by mail. <laughs> Old school, you know? That's probably the only way. Uh, Luke's watching now. Yeah, right. He's probably Luke, watching Luke's right on. Now. Oh, he's watching right now? Your partner. What's up, Luke? Luke, what's up, brother? Yeah. Should have joined, man. You missed out on the whiskey. You're, you're missing out on some good... Uh, 
Four roses, whiskey. We need a refill. Actually, we we'll get one right now. Yeah, so that's. I, I didn't mean to like scare everyone with that. But no, it's yeah. not scary. I think it's something that I, I already knew about it. Mm -hmm. I'm just being a little animated. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think it's something that people in general, a lot of people don't know. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't understand. Like, why, are I, why am I seeing a lot of ads about Jeeps? Yeah. When I just mentioned the other day to my Thea that I wanted a Jeep, you know? Yeah. But that's something that you have to understand. That's, that's the way technology is, that's where it's going. Yeah. You know? Where do you think, where do you see technology, the digital marketing space mm -hmm. going or being in the next 10 years? Oh man. You're scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I need another drink. Uh, yeah. <laughs> can, we, can we cut before? Yeah. No, that, yeah. that's gonna be uh, Yeah, let's see, are we live? Yeah. Okay, hang Just on live. Be back. Whiskey break? No, we can hang on with live. Yeah. Whiskey business with Mike Cortez. Can we change it up, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> so, I think, I love hearing this stuff, and um, I feel like the next five, ten years maybe, the prestige that a lawyer doctor had now mm -hmm. is what the, anybody who's a computer scientist or a digital anything is going to be in the future. But yeah. since there's going to be so many, it's whoever does it the best. Well, like, when you really look into, like, artificial intelligence, it's, it's scary. Like, it's scary how good, how much better they're doing than uh, most professionals. AI? AI, yeah. Yeah. AI scares the shit out of me too. What was the uh, what was the question that you, you said before we cut it off? Where do you see? Oh, in the next ten years. <clears throat> yeah, in the next ten years. Um, Let us know if we got any questions. For yeah, those of you that are. Yeah. You had a question? I yeah. Just wait until you ask me. Yeah. So those of you that are uh, live, if you guys have any questions for our guest Mike Cortez, the owner of Digital Empire, make sure you guys drop them. We'll be answering them here on the podcast. We're still rolling, right? Yeah. Cool. So we're back. We got some whiskey on the way. On the way Four yeah. roses, right? It's good, huh? <laughs> That's really good. I've actually drinking this uh, whiskey before. Mm. What's on your the go to? But um, my go to? Mm. McAllen 18. Boy. Yeah? Like you too? Like like well, that's, more, that's more scotch, isn't it? Yeah, no, but it's. it's like uh, scotch whiskey. It's, it's, it's probably some McAllen. of the best that I've, that I've tried. Nice. Well, my favorite is McAllen 25, but okay. they don't have it here. Excuse me. With your BMW, the, the two-door Uber. <laughs> I wanted to be an Uber. For yeah. <laughs> so, um, going back to the question, uh, you know, where do you see the digital marketing space in the next ten years? Um, right now, do you have AirPods? I do. Okay. I love AirPods. So, I think that's kind of one of the first steps into augmented reality. Not so much in the visual, like Minority Report, where we see a bunch of like this stuff going on, where we're With like the, the calendar, one, and I'm like one glass. And yeah, not not so much that. Maybe if there's like a contact or something, that'd be cool. Right. Um, but augmented reality, as far as uh, voice, as far as um, I think voice might be the the first step. For augmented reality, voice, yeah. So, so with voice, you might get some kind of ad, or um, let's just say if you're in and you have your AirPods at all times, let's say as an example, you walk into into the uh, the cigar shop, and it tells you the specials of the day, or it tells you, um, you know, so and so was around the corner, your friend, you know, invite them for, like, hey, invite them for a hey, cigar. Uh, so like, if you want to call your friend, so is you know. two minutes away. Yeah. You want to call Shit. your friend to, to get a whiskey. That would be so you know? badass. It's like an assistant. So it's, and that's the thing is I think <clears throat> it's almost like that movie Her. Did you ever see that? Yes. Yeah. 
That's a really good movie. I, I think that's kind of where it's going to be. And uh, it's going to be like having a conversation constantly with your AI or whatever it is that you're talking to. And uh, she's going to give you suggestions based, and it'll probably be like, this is a sponsored post, but your friend so-and-so is in the area. Do you want to grab a drink with them at, you know, it's happy hour. Holy shit. You know what I mean? That would be so badass. Yeah. That's a sponsored post. Or you're driving by and, and you have, because I don't know, whatever it is, we're going to have something constantly connected to us now besides phones. Uh, even while we drive or whatever. That's why I think it's audio because we can get away with that. You just blew my mind. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Dude, I'm not lying. You just blew my fucking mind. You'll be so, 35 and you'll be able to play episode number one. Yeah. Well, not only that, but like, like what he just said is paid sponsored voice ads. So if you're in downtown San Jacinto, San Jacinto Plaza and Google detects that you're in San Jacinto Plaza and Google also detects that the Sosas are at Vitola's a mm -hmm. couple, couple blocks away, Hit them up. it's going to tell me, hey, International, you guys should grab a, grab a drink at International right now. It's happy hour, two for. Yeah. Holy shit. Are you gonna go or not? Like you probably will. Dude, yes. Yeah. If somebody's whispering in my ear, that's like the <laughs> devil. <Yeah. laughs> like the devil. Yeah. Like, stop. Stop it. Stop. I was there yesterday. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> yeah. So so that's, that's insane. That's one way. Um, I mean, my guess is is augmented reality, but it's also going to be artificial intelligence doing a lot of decision making for you to where even like kind of like how I said my past gigs were obsolete I think my online marketing gig will be obsolete eventually because of augmented reality it's just going to be so ridiculously easy to market to only those who matter that um, it's going to be a tool that that small business owners can know it's going to empower them as well what that do you way. think that's going to do to competition though if it's going to be that easy to direct. for everybody um, well, the early adopters are going to be the ones taking the cake. You know what I mean? So if, if you catch wind of that, let's just say, excuse me, about three years earlier or whatever that might be, right? Um, that would be the opportunity for you to just, that's kind of like everyone right now is jumping on a system because I think Gary Vaynerchuk made a big um, push for it, like in his podcast, in his book, The Crush, what? Crushing It, the, the Voice Assistant. Oh, yeah. Um, specifically like Alexa and mm -hmm. the skills and all that. Yeah, yeah, on, uh, on his new book he mentioned that. Yeah, so right now people are taking his advice and you're seeing a lot more skills come out. As, as I am, you know, mm -hmm. I actually, talking a little bit back, a little backtrack on mm -hmm. the event that you went to with Ty. Yeah. You bought the ticket, super expensive, you made the investment, you came back with so much knowledge. Mm -hmm that it helped you within a year start your digital yep. empire, you know? Legit. And that's really what, what happened in January, January 19th, this year, okay. went to Gary V event in hmm. uh, Fort Lauderdale. Nice. And um, it was the most intimate event I've ever been to, and I was so happy on everything, the way it turned out. Okay. Because it was at the Dolphin Stadium. Nice. Huge football stadium, was it right? Full? 200 people there. 200 people? 200 people there, the most intimate, why was at the Dolphin Stadium? We were all were you guys like we in like all a on the field or something. Or? We were all in the field, really, in the middle of the field, in a little group, two hundred people. I was literally like twenty Wait, feet away from Gary. Was, was this a conference or was this like he threw a shadow? Like, hey, I'm gonna be at the. No, no, no. This was a uh, this was a training. I paid I paid oh, fourteen hundred dollars. Oh, interesting. I didn't even know you did. I that. paid fourteen hundred dollars to go to this event. Okay, that was the ticket. Hmm. Just um. It was a big investment that I made going over there, but that one day event, that $1,400 ticket that yeah. I did, gave me so much freaking knowledge mm -hmm. and re 
it gave me a new game plan for my business, you know? And that's why we came back and met the Sosas. We got the podcast running. We got our vlog running. Mm -hmm. uh, we got the content pumping, Good. you know? Yeah. And that's really thanks to that event. Mm -hmm. That one event changed my perspective and my business plan, you know? You know, and that's what made me excited about when, when Antonio uh, hit me up. I was like, you know, I've, I've seen this guy actually going hard on, on um, Instagram and more specifically, like, I just kind of keep an eye like on what, what you're doing because I right. want to find those people that are aware of what the next, right, how you should right. be doing business in 2018. Right. Um, yeah, there's the networking part of it, but for me, it makes me happy to see that legitimately. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to see who the people that in different industries are going to be the, the next, you know, influencers in right, those realms. Right. Um, but you got something really good going on here. I appreciate it. So, and I could yeah. I could tell that you put you know a lot of effort into all of this. Even like your whole setup right now. Yeah, yeah. You got the Facebook Live, smart man. Hey, so, so uh, actually, I was gonna tell you the microphone might be covered. The microphone's on the bottom. I was about. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. It's just something that it's we're always thinking about too. Like it's that, a work in progress. Like yeah. just like you said, the setup. It's like, where do we? What can we prove? Because we learned. Yeah, just the iPhone. Because yeah, it started with the iPhone. We started with only the iPhone. You guys could buy those little spider it. stands for like twelve. Yeah, we have some. We have a spider yeah. stand. Huh? Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to is progress. You know, it's just mm -hmm. starting it. Just I knew I wanted to start a podcast. Mm -hmm had no idea what the hell we were doing, yeah. but we just started it. This is episode 12. Um, you know, I could tell you for sure that I'm so excited to say this is episode 100. Mm -hmm. This is episode 1000, oh, yeah. you know, oh, that's, yeah. that's gonna be the shit. And hopefully we can look back at that moment in time to this moment when I'm looking forward to that moment, you know, but it's really cool when you do understand where it's going, I think. Yeah. And the people that do reach out to me and tell me, Hey, I listened to the podcast. I'm like, holy shit, you listen? Like, it surprises me because yeah. I'm not doing this for the viewers, you know? Right. I'm doing this because I know it's going to build something great, especially mm -hmm. highlighting a lot of entrepreneurs, influencers, people like you. Um, so if you, don't, if you don't mind me asking, I know this is like, uh, I, I also want to ask you questions because I'm kind of sure. curious to see where, yeah. where you plan on going things. Because I'm, I'm a online marketer at heart, so I'm just kind of curious what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. I know you're into real estate. You're also into what else, like uh, loans, or do, do you just do real no, estate? No, I just do real estate. Okay. Um, so that's my focus right now, real estate. Uh, okay. Buy, sell, okay. uh, residential, commercial, anything. Okay, cool. So so is that your ultimate goal is to be like the kingpin of real estate, or do you have? is that just a portion of where you want to go? So that's, that's kind of a big portion mm -hmm. of where I want to go. Um, ultimately, I think whatever you do, you have to be the best at it. You know, so me, I've been doing real estate for a year and a half. Okay. And I, I, I know the way marketing works mm -hmm. and I know the way brand, you know, creating a brand works and creating a culture even. Right. Um, so ultimately where I want to go with this, you know, some of my long-term goals are to be the number one realtor in El Paso, to be the number one resource in El Paso. Uh, but not only resource in El Paso, and that's kind of my brand, my, I'm the real estate resource, you know? Okay. So when I introduce myself, it's Manny Carrera, your real estate resource. Interesting. But what I've noticed is through my videos, mm -hmm. through the content and the value that I'm producing and providing mm -hmm. people outside of El Paso, realtors outside of El Paso are asking me for advice. <laughs> I've been doing this for a year and a half. Interesting. So long term, I do definitely want to be the number one real estate agent here in El Paso. Right. I want to have the number one podcast 
you know, the, one, the number one real estate podcast for sure here in El Paso and nationwide. I want to have the number one, um, you know, vlog. I want to, I want to be great at everything that I do. But long term, what I do see is I've always wanted to be a mentor. I've always wanted to teach and empower people and motivate people. That to me drives me more than receiving a check. I really legit, I've said this, I said this the other day to an agent. I realized about a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. even before I started making money in real estate, I realized that money doesn't motivate me anymore. What motivates me more is putting out content that people can can yeah. can can relate to, and what motivates me even way more than that is empowering somebody that had no tools to be successful, and then I watch them become successful. Yeah, that's really what empowers me. So long term, I definitely want to be that. You, you know? know, this is why. Are you on YouTube? Yeah. Okay, you have to be on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, I'm on you YouTube. To, yeah, we're on YouTube. on YouTube. We got our and our and the only reason I YouTube. say that is because that is one of the weirdest formats for content. Mm. Mostly because, like, let's say I used to have a channel and I still, I mean, I still own it. But talk I to me about your YouTube channel. I checked it out. You did? Did you really? <laughs> oh, you got a lot yeah. of subscribers, yeah. bro. <laughs> I do, but it's like I <clears throat> I stopped two years ago. Why? I just okay. Well, the thing is, and this is where we get into the personal stuff, right? It was uh, I was in it's a relationship. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? So I was in a, a relationship for about five years. It ended this past like November or so. It still hurts. No, I'm just kidding. It's it's I'm gonna do it. All right. But uh, in in between this whole relationship, I had started this. Um, I started this channel because I was very much into, uh, like for me, I was into personal development. More specifically, I was into how do I get. How do I learn to talk to strangers? And then more specifically, how do I learn to talk to women? Because yeah. like I was just a total like in high school I was your band geek, I was your standard nice guy, quote unquote nice right. guy. Um, I was just that person that was kind of a pushover. Okay. And, I, and I was the person that wasn't really um, I didn't have a backbone, so which meant I, I didn't really have the drive or the I, I was lacking a lot. And I knew that. But you I were lacking wanted, a lot in the woman aspect, like well, as far as well, talking to yeah, that was like the biggest with, portion of okay. it. But I mean, um, I was just kind of lacking a, a personality essentially because I was right. busy being like a yes man. Yeah, and I realized because I was such a yes man, I just wasn't meeting women. I wasn't; they weren't attracted to me. I was there like, oh, this is my guy friend. You know, I was yeah. the friend zone guy. You know, oh man, it was bad. I was the friend zone guy. It was, it was yeah? the worst. Uh. The worst. But I mean that that kind of that kind of geared me into a different uh, direction as far as you know who I wanted to be. Right, I was like right. I don't want to be this dude the rest of my life. So I started researching. I found certain groups and certain channels and um, resources, forums. I just I got, like like I I get into these weird like downward not downward spirals but like rabbit holes okay. of information. There's so many communities out there that you just would not expect. It's it's crazy. But there's somebody out there that'll help you with almost anything, virtually anything. Where can you find these people, and what kind of what kind of searches can you do? Like um, Facebook or what? Well, specifically, it's a brand that that I really love. Uh, these guys were under a lot of fire with like the media and stuff. They go by Real Social Dy Dynamics, okay. and um, it's kind of it's a group that yeah, it started off from the roots of how do we get laid, right? Like a lot of guys just want to figure out how do I get laid? Like how do I even get a girl's number for the, yeah, write that one down. <laughs> uh, but, but what's funny is that like when I really got into it over, let's just say about two, three years of being into it, I realized, you know what? The advice they're giving you has been out there for ages. Just right. be yourself, have boundaries, just be someone, uh, yeah, be self-confident, 
have high self-esteem, but all of this, all of that advice, you don't really, you can't take to heart unless you, you do the practice, you do the yeah. daily dirties of like going up to Trying someone, to getting rejected and going up to someone else and getting rejected. It's kind of like the, uh, the trial of trial and error. You just have to do it whether yeah. you like it or not. You, there's no secret pill. There's no magic word or pickup line you're going to say. And at the end of the day, you just become someone that you're comfortable in your own skin as. Right. And um, you're gonna love yourself, be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And the thing is about that that whole group is a lot of people think it's creepy because it's like, oh, he's learning how to get laid. He's probably using tricks or whatever. That's the biggest insult to women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like because it's that easy to, yeah. to convince a woman to sleep with you, right? Yeah, no, right. that's the biggest insult that you could ever think of when it comes to uh, that whole type of culture. Because <clears throat> really, women are extremely intelligent, especially on a on a social level. They can spot out someone that's fake from right. the get go. They Girls know. are the smartest they creatures know. in the world. <laughs> yeah. Violet, shout out Violet. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you're agreeing with Brownie me. Points. Yeah, Brownie yes, points. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so and that, that was just something I got into. And then uh, I kind of had this realization, like, you know, it, it's, it, it really is about who you are as a person, who you see yourself becoming, and how do you get to that point. And um, maybe you won't be, let's just say, the Dan Bilzerian. Um, if you want to, I mean, go for it. Right. It's not for everyone. It's... Some people just wish they could have that life. Who is that? Uh, this he's Dan, like a, oh, Dan Brzezinski. Oh, Zerg. yes, I know Dan. Yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan's badass. Huh? Yeah, so he, he's just he's got this whole persona, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like he's the, living the life. Yeah, the Playboy millionaire type. Um, the next you. But it's just kind of like you. Uh, I, I realize you just have to be your better self, right? And how do you become that? And that's kind of the channel that I started. You know, how to get yourself out of the friend zone, or how to. I don't know, just, I had so many, like, there's at least, like, I don't know, probably has to be at least 100 videos up there, I'm not sure, oh, but, yeah, um, how often were you putting out content? Once a week. Once a week? Yeah, so I started in, like, 2000, I want to say, you're going to forget two years? Two years. So I think I started around when I was 24, because I felt like, okay, I know enough to give some information, but I was also very skeptical about, I don't want to give people life advice, because I was 24 years old, so I was just like, let me just help you with these little tiny ideas. That I know I'm comfortable with, but I'm not going to cover things that I'm not haven't conquered yet, right? Yeah. So I started with that, and then um, I just kind of got into like, okay, what's what are people searching for? Maybe I could help them with those topics and like figuring out SEO and right. all of that. And then um, SEO is search engine optimization. Oh. So um, I started getting into all of that, and then. Um, I started getting a rhythm, I started finding out, oh, okay, people like these types of videos, so I'm going to make a little bit more of those and kind of pivoting mm. here and there. And then I made a video called Going Out Solo, because I was going out on my own for about two years. Dude, I went out solo too a lot yeah. in Florida. It's not easy. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's, it's scary. Honestly, it's honestly it's like scary. I would be in my car. Yeah. It's like, it's like something up. like a mental thing. I mean, I only did it because, for one, I didn't, I moved to Florida, I didn't have a lot of friends. Like, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have friends or family, period. Yeah. Yeah. I met people, they were mainly coworkers, but you know, when I would want to go out, they were always doing their thing and I didn't want to not have a social life, you know? Yeah. So there would be times where I'd catch myself in the car and I'd just like, come on, let's do it. <laughs> like just act like yeah. you're looking for somebody. Yeah. <laughs> like just walk around the club like, hey, Joe, Joe, yeah, like, you know? That's not true. Uh, but, yeah. but until I was comfortable enough to get at the bar and just chill for a little yeah. bit and, have some drinks loosen up, but yeah. So I made that that video, and um, I want to see this video. We put a tag. Yeah, right. Put, put it right there. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. I was like 24 years old, <laughs> super like energetic. Um, so this video blew up. 
and now not blew up like on Gary Vaynerchuk level, but for me, blowing up was I was used to like 100 views, 80 views. It took a long time to even get to, to that point. I was just like, oh shit, people are watching this. Like, I don't know how, but yeah. they're watching it. So it kept me motivated. This one blew up to about, at the time, I remember it was like 50,000. Right now, you can check it's probably about 80,000. Maybe Holy 70, shit. 70, 80,000. Blown up. <laughs> but it's right now, it's one of the, it was one of the top. Uh, searches for like when you would search going out solo or whatever it was the number one spot now there's a lot of other videos of people that probably like that are much more known but that was two three years ago when I made that did you monetize that um you know what I never wanted to do the the YouTube ads one because I had to do it I kind of wish I did now I you made to, I would have made let's just say how much do you make like a penny for every I think so. I don't know. Penny I don't for every remember. thousand people or something. I could have monetized. I had an account that was monetized. Um, yeah, so so I probably would have made like a couple <laughs> hundred, maybe maybe a thousand off of that, being fifty thousand, sixty thousand or something. Um, to me, it was it was like you. Like I just wanted to give value. Like yeah. I just wanted to help these dudes that I knew were in a tough spot because I was in that spot for a while, and uh, that one blew up. And then the next one I did um probably got close to about thirty thousand or something like that and the rest were kind of like in the early thousands through three thousand four thousand or something like that and it kept me motivated in doing things but then i was in this relationship so i had to decide <laughs> like, okay am i going to continue giving you gotta get boyfriend advice now. yeah and i was <laughs> like am i going to continue giving guys advice on dating stuff when i'm in a relationship and I, I can't do the whole going out as much as i wish i could um or am I going to invest into the, the relationship, right? It's one or the other. So yeah. I kind of just let it fizzle out. But even that being the case, two years later, I still get people writing comments. I still get followers. I think when I stopped, I was at about um, 1,200. And the numbers grew in the 1200 past two years. 1,200 followers or oh, subscribers. Sure. Now I think it's reached like 2,000. I don't even check anymore. It's honestly. close to 2000. Okay, yeah, it's, it's probably close to Yeah. <laughs> well, the Sosa marketing team. <laughs> you did some research. The Sosa research team. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, it went up in a huge amount. Now imagine if I was actually still putting effort into that. It would have gone a lot higher. Because you, know? you could have focused how we were backtracking to those 1,000 people that were mm -hmm. watching your stuff, redirected uh, videos towards them, retargeted videos towards them. Yeah. And your followers could have probably been in there. Oh, yeah. Thousand. Oh, yeah. That, I would have been in a whole different industry if that had been right. the case. Now that you know what you, yeah. know, you know. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's so that's really a weird direction. I didn't expect it to go into that channel. <laughs> We're going to tag his channel. What's your channel name? Bro Hugs and Backslabs. <laughs> yeah. That's a weird name. But that's honestly, that's really cool, man. I mean, as funny as it sounds and as maybe shitty as it sounds to some people, like, oh, you're trying to get laid. I don't think it's so much of that. I think you're really giving advice to some people that really need it. Yeah. Because I know a lot of guys too that, you know, in high school, or in college that, or even just now, like, I mean, I'm not necessarily that I feel bad for them. It's just going out. I know that they want to be in a relationship, but I know that there's a lot of self-confidence yeah. that that's lacking. And I know yeah. that there's a they lot. They have to build it somehow. Yeah. And it's really hard for you to build it. Mm -hmm. Really hard, especially if you weren't born with it, you know, like I'm, I'm very confident in anything and everything that I do. Mm -hmm. I can go out, I can be comfortable with Good. what I do, but there's not everybody that does that so those videos I could definitely see how it's still providing value you know for people uh, for dudes yeah my dudes <laughs> you guys need help 
picking up on chicks oh, or man. just talking to girls, yeah. right? <laughs> I mean, I haven't given advice on that crap in years now. I mean, I still, are you are you single now or still yeah. with your girlfriend? No, I'm single now, but it, it's just kind of uh, making a comeback. Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. <laughs> for years. And you got to talk yeah. about, you got to talk, talk about dating now that you're 28 uh -huh. because your boy is single too, so. Oh, okay. Maybe you could give me some advice. Oh, here we go. Maybe we should get a third whiskey. <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Damn, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's just a, that's a weird topic, man, dating. Because especially right now in 2018, the world now versus 2012, 2014, I, I can barely say anything without getting some backlash now. Just because we're so sensitive now. You know I, think I, mean? it's, I think dating nowadays is, so is, is transformed into a new beast mm -hmm. that you really have to understand. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're dating and you're using social media. Yeah. Because I can tell you, there's adults that I know mm -hmm. that are single. Mom. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> but <laughs> that are using social media and I'm having to explain a lot of stuff on what this means. And you shouldn't post stuff like this. And you yep. need to be careful with this. And yep. Yep. you should yep. ignore messages. Like, mm -hmm. You know, because social media and dating have, have transformed into their, their own beast. Like, yeah. So, uh, dating back in the days was, I think was badass, bro. Yeah. Like, it was so badass, but it was genuine. very genuine, mm -hmm. very face to face, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of interaction. Nowadays it's like a, you like somebody's comment and that's flirting and you know, it's like, it's weird. It's really it's weird. weird. And the weird thing is, you, don't understand you, it. you and I are kind of in the middle of both worlds, right? Cause we're the same age. So we, we saw it happen, but we were also, I don't know about you, but I remember in middle school, like terrified to call like the girl I liked her number and her dad answered and I'm like oh well, shit you, you had know, to like, talk to the parents you had to talk to somewhere somebody was gonna answer you know if you have to know the last name hey what's your last name yeah. Rodriguez okay hey Mr. Rodriguez yeah. this is Manny your boy yeah it's weird it was yeah. weird and it was just kind of like you had to really like fight those nerves to yeah, like definitely. talk to someone you wanted to but talk. not only that you didn't have only have to fight those nerves you also had to develop social skills yeah which I think Nowadays, a lot of people lack. Yeah, you you could be you could be into a girl and talking to her on DM, mm -hmm. and you guys are vibing mm -hmm. and everything because there's emojis involved and gifs involved mm -hmm. and ways to express everything. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, and then you go on a date and you get in person and it's like quiet. What are we talking about? Where are the gifs? <laughs> Where yeah. are the gifs? God, I'm so much funnier with gifs. You know, like... <laughs> super hilarious with gifs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they do everything for me. You know, yeah. but that's that's really where it's at is social skills, and that's one of the reasons why I hated Verizon. It was just like social skills. I fucking can't stand these people who aren't making eye contact with me. Yeah. But that's just how it is. You know, it's yeah. just the world that we've adapted to. Um, and if I were to ever, let's just say, get back onto that whole train of like the bro hugs and backslaps, I think it would be more on the lines of like social skills. Like how yeah. do you, and, and that's kind of a hard, that's such a subjective and such a hard topic to teach a guy, especially if he's just super awkward in, in person or autistic. Or whatever Cause now you're talking about two different, two different worlds, the it's, social world and the personal world. Yeah. The, but the it, but it's kind of like, I can't explain how I could use the same, like, let's just say opener or whatever it is this dude says, and he could scare them off and I could be still okay. Yeah. Like, and they won't understand that. They're like, but I said what you told me to say. And it's like, no, you came off creepy. <laughs> but you, but know, you said it like, and your eye was kind of twitchy. Yeah. And you were drilling. Yeah. Uh, like, didn't work. <laughs> it's, I don't know what you did, but you scared them off. I don't know what you said. Because presentation's everything too. Presentation, and, and how you he, hold yourself. Yeah, yeah. And girls could know. I mean, anybody, guys or girls, mm -hmm. they could see confidence and you cannot see confidence. You could yeah. see right through somebody, mm -hmm. you know? So, 
I think it definitely is something hard to teach, but maybe you can find that niche and come back and maybe, you know, I mean, I, I don't even know if I want to get into that world, man. It's just, yeah. it's such a, it's such a rabbit <laughs> hole on its own. Like I really, like, and like I said earlier, like I want to just focus on one thing. Yeah. And yeah really definitely. Good at it. Master of, of one. Uh, right? Yeah. Jack of all trades yeah. and master of, of none. So, um, it's, it's crazy, dude. That, that's the internet at, at work, man. Like you, I'm curious to see, um, I don't know if you hang around much younger, like kids, like maybe see like 21, yeah, 2019. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll show. I love like <laughs> seeing what they're interacting with and versus what right. I am. They're keeping me in tune with like a lot of like trends and like Keeping culture. you up to date, especially in the language and and, and social and just, I just want to know what's going what's on. interesting. You know? yeah. yeah. I mean, I just want to stay relevant. I plan on doing that for the rest of my life, which most old people don't want to do that because they're right. like, you damn kids, you know, like whatever, just leave me alone. I really want to be like Gary when I'm older, like just yeah. like 40, There's no 40 years old, be. 47 years old and just like, I'm the leader of the social media. You kids are following me. You're yeah, they're like, following you. You guys are learning from me. Yeah. That's, that's when you really know that you're ahead and super informed of the game. Definitely. You know, because he has been, he's been yeah. for the last 15 years. Yeah, what's crazy is I have, because um, I work at that co-work space, the Oasis co-work. Oh, you co work Oasis, there? yeah. It's a, a badass spot. Talk talk to me a little bit about that place, because I know I've seen a lot of Instagram pictures of okay. that place and stuff. So it's um it's a tech-driven uh, co-work space. So have you ever heard of like One One or The Station or any of these places in, in El Paso? No. Uh, have you heard of WeWork? It's like a, like a multi-billion dollar business. Horrible. Okay. No. So so WeWork <laughs> is kind of the the beginning of co-work spaces, and essentially what WeWork is is a place for, it's it's not so much that you're renting out an office. It's just an open format building or you floor. show up whichever office is available. Uh, yeah, that maybe you, if you could go up the value ladder and pay more, and you'll have your own office, oh, or okay. you have a just a monthly membership, and you get access to. The kitchen, the coffee, the wine, the beer. What's a monthly um, membership? Right? For like, let's say co-work, sorry. It's like about 150 for the monthly membership. I'm essentially paying rent for like a much cheaper rate than if I were to have my own office, but right. I have access to like a conference room, my multiple. Um, I'm about to pay, I just got a new office. So uh -huh. I'm about to pay $400. Yeah, and that's even super cheap. Yeah, yeah. That's super no, cheap, definitely. right? Yeah. But I mean, uh, the, the biggest, um, benefit more than anything from those co-work spaces is you're introduced to people you wouldn't have met otherwise mm -hmm. so i i may i just might stick with co-work spaces because of the experiences i've had there and the reason for that being i'm surrounded by startups by ip lawyers intellectual property lawyers foundations um nonprofits. the network's uh, there the, i mean just people that aren't in my network normally right. And I see them on a day-to-day -day basis, and let's say like I'll be working on a campaign, and the IP lawyer sits behind me. He's like, uh, "I wouldn't do that if I were you." I'm like, "Shit, okay, like why?" And then he gets, explains it to me. But these, there's certain conversations you have that I just wouldn't have had at a Starbucks, or I wouldn't right. have had at even my own office space because I'm only talking to people that I hired. You know right. what I mean? Right. So it's it's a weird dynamic, but I, I definitely <clears throat> recommend it for for anybody, especially if you're starting up. Um, if you become you know like this big beast that you kind of need your own space. I mean, you know, by all means go. I don't mean uh, want anybody to just stay at a co work space. Yeah, but it's a good place to start. I definitely recommend yeah. that that type of environment. I've had a couple friends of, that have gone and they they've talked really highly of it. They said that they've met some cool people there. So. Yeah, that's really cool, man. So you know back on the business digital empire um 
growing the business, what were some of the biggest mistakes or lessons that you had, you and Luke? Because I know you guys started this in, a year and a half ago, right? Mm -hmm. um, starting a business in general can be new to anybody, doesn't right. matter what type of business you're building. What, what were some of those lessons that you guys had to go through, uh, those trials, tribulations? So, okay, man, we have so many mistakes that we've made. Um, I think one of the the biggest being, um, I, I guess it would have to do with pricing. And let's just say um, underpricing our services just for the sake of getting the customer. Okay. Those almost always tend to be the biggest pains in the ass. The ones that what? pay the less want the most. Oh, I don't know yes. what it is, but that's they, just in general. That's life. Yeah. And I've heard it before, and I didn't believe it until. <laughs> no, it happened because I just it's wanted real. the business that bad, and yeah. it's it always became it always bit me in the ass. So that was probably one of the biggest mistakes. Now, uh, do you think that there's certain times and you know maybe times in somebody starting a business that you have to kind of do that, or you have to kind of undervalue your you know, yeah. So, so I'm, I'm getting a lot more, we're getting a lot more confident with how we price ourselves because we know our true value because we, we now have the case studies and the proof right. and the pudding to show them, look, we've already gotten these results before. We can do it again. Now, nothing's a guarantee, but us personally are more confident now when somebody's like, can you, you know, can we just pay you, I don't know, $300? And we're like, no, like right. that's not, we can do this for 300 but we're not going to do that. We're not going to give you the whole package. Yeah, yeah, and it's kind of like us being uh, adjusting based on their request. We can always meet halfway. I'm okay with that, but we always make it clear you're losing a lot of um, opportunity by doing that. Are you okay with that? Right. And uh, it makes it keeps our boundaries strong. It keeps us um, firm in our beliefs and not too loose on uh, on what what it is that we do for our customers. Right. Um, we are willing to go lower if we see like some kind of opportunity in the future like let's say with um, a networking group or uh, Someone that like an agency that has right. a lot of strong contacts that they've already converted into customers We'll definitely meet them halfway and and lower our prices because we know there's a bigger return right possible with with that as far as uh, getting, getting more clients. More, more clients more business. Yeah, but it's it's just one of those things. It's just like how do we how do we protect ourselves but also keep everyone happy right it's it's not easy at all yeah so th those were some of the mistakes you made you you mm. went undervalued yourself mm. and kind of bit you in the ass <laughs> yeah yeah but I mean it's it's also a blessing in disguise right it, it showed us a lot like okay we know not to do that again all right, right? and we, we learn from every mistake we don't ever take victim mentality with all of it because yeah. That's not going to do us mentality is a losing mentality, right? Yeah, it's not going to do us any good. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just going to send you down some other path that yeah. isn't worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you do have a victim mentality, pick up Grant Cardone's 10x rule, chapter seven. Yes, another one. Chapter good. seven, don't be good. a little bitch. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I'm not lying. That book spoke to me. That chapter, as funny as it sounds, I was being a little bitch at the time. Like, yeah. for real. Like, I was at a point in my life, and this was a couple years ago, but I was just at a point in my life where I picked up that book and I read it, and when I got to that chapter and I read the first fucking line, mm. I was just like, holy shit, dude, <laughs> like, are you talking to me? You're whispering yeah. my ear, you know? Yeah. But having a victim mentality, I think, is, is something that is the worst, you know? And it really takes self-awareness to understand that you're in that victim mm -hmm. mentality, because I was there, I was, I was blaming everybody and everything for myself until I realized, yo, 
it's you. You yeah. know, it's you, and that's when turning turning that corner, changing that mindset, can really change. Yeah, and I, I think I've because I've I'm really into also like anthropology and like biology and kind yeah. of like why do we think the way we do and why do right, we do right. the weird shit that we do as humans and whatever. And one thing I've kind of realized is there's a lot of things that are very easy to do and victim mentality is very easy. It's easy to blame other people. It's the easiest way out. It's easy. It, it just makes you, and out. it makes you feel more comfortable that it wasn't your fault. Right. Um, it's hard to go against your ego and admit you did wrong. Right. It's, it's fucking hard to do that. Yeah. Um, it's hard especially if you have, you have that much pride, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. And we all do. I mean, especially men, we're very egotistical. You know what I mean? Especially like Mexican men, right? <laughs> machismo is a different <laughs> the thing. Machismo <laughs> And so so. Yeah. Just kidding. Hell no. Yeah. Hell no. Violet, Violet, his wife is saying hell no. A good, a good book on, on ego is, um, I think it's called Ego is the Enemy by Ryan Holiday. He was, um, he used to be the marketing director for like American Apparel. He worked under Robert Greene as like his research assistant. Um, he worked with, uh, man, a bunch of names. Tim Ferriss. He worked with Tim Ferriss nice. quite a bit. Um, but he's really big on stoicism and like, uh, I don't know if you ever heard that, that philosophy, like back in the Greek times, like stoicism and Epicureanism. No. Um, so think of Epicureanism as YOLO, like you only live once. So just fucking fuck shit up, just do it, party okay. X and like, just kind of yeah, yeah. like have a, have a good time. No matter what, right. Wake up and repeat. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's Epicureanism. It's like, you only live once, so might as well make the most of it and just have right. fun. Right. Yeah. Stoicism was you only live once, so take better, advantage. Yeah, take advantage of this uh, blessing you have yeah. of a life. Now, just because yeah, you only have one life doesn't mean you're supposed to enjoy life like in the and sense not of give like a fuck. Yeah, you know? not give a fuck. But it's actually where are you going to give a fuck, and what's worth suffering over? So we're all going to suffer in one way or another. What's worth suffering to get to the point to where you want to be? Yeah. Um, so that's stoicism to kind of its core. And that's insane. I yeah. feel like I'm a little mix of the two because I'm sometimes yellow. And that's but most of the time, like legacy. I yeah. want to build something. I want to have fun in the meantime while I'm doing it. But you know, and there's no end game is definitely there's no legacy. truth in the black or white, right? right. There's no um, any extreme is never the truth. It's always somewhere in the gray area, right, right, in right. between. Um, but that's a whole other other subject. I don't even know how much time you guys have for this podcast. This podcast goes yeah. and goes and goes. That's cool. It's, it's that's a good. forever podcast. Those are the ones that I actually listen to. It's funny. People ask me, like, when do you have time to listen to three hour <laughs> yeah, podcasts? Yeah. I think funny. this podcast went from business to we were talking about girls. Dating. Talking about, you know, so. We went, went deep it, today, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he did deep. give me a little heads up. Okay. Oh, really? What'd you <laughs> talk about? Right, no, no, yeah, we, he told me. Yeah, he, no, no, he said that. Uh, <laughs> he said it was going to be a good podcast, and I think it has been so far, cool. you know? No, this is a lot Definitely. Of fun. So, I guess kind of tying back to, you know, your entrepreneurial background, um, you being a business owner, what advice would you have for anybody that is watching or listening on iTunes um, that is interested in starting or getting into digital? You know, they're already into it. They already see the digital world, where it's going to be in the next 10 years. You, you kind of said it yourself, you know, starting, you, you're glad that you started when you started because if yeah. you started now, you'd have been playing catch up, yeah. you know? So what kind of advice would you have for somebody that is interested in the digital marketing world? Okay barely getting into it but maybe wants to do what you're doing you know in the near future and have that firm have that business where they can be you know helping out other businesses Before you okay answer, that was actually one of the questions um boom okay. it was like a two percent so i stuck 
That's cool. Mm. To tie that in there as well with a business who wants to be exposing themselves. A new business, so like just what he was saying, but the question kind of goes with it. What advice would you have for a business starting off? For a business that starts, that's starting off from like, from ground zero. Um, work with what you got. Work with what you got to do. I mean, um, if you have a budget to invest into like Facebook ads and um, at the moment, Facebook ads, Google ads, AdWords are a little bit expensive, but uh, Instagram ads are still in the Facebook ads world. Because um, Facebook and Instagram are super integrated. They're, yeah, you could, run an Instagram, you, could, you could run an ad from Facebook or Instagram on both. Right, because Facebook owns Instagram, right. right? So they bought them out a while ago. Um, right now, that's the gold rush. The gold rush is Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two. Just, just I love focus, it too. focus on those yeah. right now. Enjoy it while it's hot. It's not going to be that way forever. Right. Um, this is the land grab of 2018. You know. Oh, for sure. And and it's we're already grab. seeing the kind of that downward. Um, we're kind of seeing that slope where it reached its rise, and I think right that now moment like, now we're kind of plateauing. Now it's gonna happen. And I think it's going yeah. on the and on top of that. It's also raising the price on uh, on how much it costs. To yeah, 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 to reach. I've noticed that, especially on Facebook. Right. Facebook has really increased. I've been doing ads since probably July of last year. Okay. And you know, it, before it was ten dollars to reach eight dollars, probably six six eight dollars to reach like twelve hundred people. Yeah. And now it's costing you about eighteen dollars to reach about twelve hundred people. Yeah. You know. And and there are ways around that. There are ways. Okay, so when it comes to Facebook ads, it's its own science on its own. Yeah. And this is where, and I've talked to like the sources about this. Like, um, there's a lot of moving parts in this whole online marketing world. When it comes to Facebook ads, it's all about targeting the niches. Like I said, it's not about everybody targeting everybody. It's about targeting just the niches. Mm -hmm. Now, if you piss off Facebook, and you're starting to tell them something on the lines of no. No. Are you good? Yeah, we have this audio. Ooh. Let's use this. <laughs> We're using that audio. I didn't hit record. Oh, <laughs> no. I went through that so you many times. You know, we need to do those 10 minute, those 10 minute little breaks. The breaks. We need to bring them back. Just to make sure everything's good. It does have to sync up. It's because I was testing and I was I hit record and I was testing and I was like, okay, let's do it. And then we just kind of started. It just went so quick. <laughs> I thought you were joking. Maybe, no, but maybe just two strategic time breaks. Okay. Well, podcast, you guys are listening to us learn. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we, just forgot, we just forgot to hit record. I just oh. realized that we're not recording on the... Uh, on the blue microphone that we have for a podcast, Oof. but we still got the Canon mic up and running. <laughs> plan B, always got a plan B. Dude, smart, always got a plan smart. B, and thank God I'm working with the mar uh, the marketing team that I'm no, working with. You know, smart. the Sosa's planning for. Uh, I can't tell you how many times that happened to me when I would <laughs> bro, do my, when I would on. do my YouTube, my channel. Come I on. would. There was always the stupidest things would happen. Either I forgot to put batteries in the the recorder, I press play and I didn't press play. Stuff, yeah, dude, you, you never know what this <laughs> Hey, but this is fun. I, yeah. I really love every Wednesday, like every single Wednesday for the last 13 weeks, 12 weeks, we've been doing this and uh, something to look forward to, right? It's been, it's this is honestly our favorite day because mm. after this, we go eat pizza and drink some wine. And that's not your favorite day, like, dude. Wow. I know that means a lot. Then. This is if our this favorite is, day. Pizza and wine is, is pretty pizza, solid. wine, podcast, whiskey, Shh, that's some your next podcast right there, Bro. Right? And you learn something from everybody. actually. That was yeah. our that was last Wednesday because we interviewed. 
the owner of the place that we always go every time. We, we uh, Cafe Italia. Oh yeah. yeah Have yeah, you tried yeah, yeah. it? That's a good spot. West side or east side? The west side one. West side, okay. I didn't know there was an east side. Go to the east side, bro. Okay. We went to the east side last week. That's where the owner's always at. And nice. he, uh, there's a lot of things on the menu that aren't on the west side over here. Interesting. They have a lot of desserts that are to die for, yeah. right? They just, mm -hmm. it's just a really good, it was an experience was last like, time. Like, come bring this, bring that, bring this. Somewhere. Yeah, he was just like, it's like you're in chef's Whoa. stage. Wow. It's like you're yeah, like, in chef's stage. <laughs> it's like, they're That's all cool. like. We walked out, I went to sleep like three hours, two hours after too. that. Like, oh, it, was, it was our best out. dining experience in the past. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Really? It was really it great. It was cool. Go to the east side. Cafe Italia. Yeah, yeah. Cafe Italia. Shout out to Danny. Danny. Out <laughs> at Cafe Italia. He's actually really, really fun person to talk to. He has so much knowledge about pizza in flavors. general. I think it's because he's passionate. And he's, he's very passionate yeah. about his job. You put really restaurants good. perfectly, you're either going to be crazy to start one or you have a lot of money. Yeah. And that's really what, and I don't think, I don't think he was the money part. He that's was, he said he was crazy. Crazy. You know, he's like, I'm crazy. Yeah. I'm crazy as fuck. <laughs> Dude, I remember, I remember Cafe Italia when it started as a tiny little brick oven place far west. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then and then they moved over they here. They started by there. The Remember, he was telling us about the location that they started. Yeah, yeah I, I went there years ago. Dude. I went yeah. like a long time ago, and uh, it was cool because it was the first like brick oven type of pizza place right, in El Paso. Right, Just right. something gourmet. It was like that wasn't heard of in El Paso yeah, like eight years ago or whatever. Yeah. I don't know how long he's been in business, but eleven, yeah. 11 years. Yeah, but it was new. Good for him. Yeah, Cafe uh, Italia. Shout out to them. They yeah. make some really bomb ass pizza. Man. I'm gonna look into the East Side. I had no idea there was. Yeah, East Side. Go to East Side. It's off Joe Battle, in between uh, Vista, no Pebble Hills and Edgemere. Hmm. Off Joe Battle, <laughs> Pebble Hills and Edgemere. Yeah. <laughs> Confuse me so bad. It's East. East Side. East Side. Cool man. So, um, kind of wrapping up the podcast. I mean, we talked a lot about the business. Talked mm -hmm. a lot about social media in general i mean you blew my mind a lot like i i know voice i know yeah. voice is where it's at right. and that's why we're doing podcasts you know but what you told me just kind of painted a better a picture different. for me mm -hmm. and it's like i'm i'm like it's exciting i'm super nervous but i'm fucking like more pumped than mm -hmm. anything because if i could reach people while they're listening to their airpods skateboarding and uh, San Jacito to uh, you know pull up my website or do whatever or go somewhere that's fucking insane to me yeah you know if somebody could whisper in your ear hey go there <laughs> like what oh, the fuck that? <laughs> you know that's yeah. that's really insane um, talking a little bit about the business about some of the struggles that you started and, and everything like that you have a really good story man it's, cool. it's crazy because a lot of people Thank don't you. really understand what digital marketing is mm -hmm. and even me that i'm so into social and so into the marketing sense yeah it was really hard for me to before the podcast understand exactly what you did yeah but you know lear learning about the lead generation and retargeting and focusing on the people the 1000 that are actually watching your content and videos it's really really interesting what you do man so Kind of tell the audience a little bit about how they can reach you mm -hmm. and you know what what they may be looking for as far as packages or what you kind of offer to cool. people um yeah so i um you can reach me at digitalempiremrkt.com i would have headed digitalempire.com but that's someone bought it years ago and it's 
running for about sixteen thousand. <laughs> Mother. Yeah, so I'm not gonna buy that. Yo, domains. I'm not gonna buy that domain. Yeah, I'm not gonna buy that domain. <laughs> so digitalempiremrkt.com, or uh, you can also email me at mike at digitalempiremrkt.com. Um, Where can people find you on social? Social Instagram is my biggest one. Uh, mike dot empire is is my uh, is my handle for for Instagram. Facebook is just more like personal stuff. Instagram is just where I, I put my focus on. I, I built a, a Twitter again a few years, like maybe like this year because I got off of it. I was the first wave of the Twitter people that was like, you know, I was using my cell phone and like texting my Twitter yeah. and stuff. But then um, after about five, six years, because it's been around since like 2008, maybe seven, um, I kind of got bored of it and I was like, ah, this is, this is an old social media now. Now all the kids are on Twitter. Yeah, dude. Like I just, I just realized what, that what too. Happened? Like, like a lot of my friends use Twitter and I'm like, holy fucking yeah. shit. I've been thinking for the last 10 years and this is not fucking a lie yeah. for the last 10 years. I've been thinking, should I fucking do a Twitter or not? And I'm like, <laughs> how ridiculous yeah. does that sound? I've been yeah. thinking about it for the last 10 years. Yeah. So I made a Twitter, <laughs> I made a Twitter, okay. I have a Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I haven't posted anything. I haven't even logged no. in. I don't know how that works. So, so on Twitter, it's Mike Empire underscore. I'm almost sure that's it. Mike but. Empire underscore. Yeah. Okay, cool. And how does that work as far as, you know, businesses reaching out to you, wanting to use your services? Is this more of a package thing or is there like a consultation that you do? It's, it's all custom. Um, everyone's a different problem. Everyone has a different problem I have to solve. And uh, generally, you know, we always start low and some people aren't bought in yet. So we do consulting for them and, okay. and we'll teach them um, how to do things on their own if, if they just don't have the budget to hire a team or hire us. Um, and we'll give them all of our secrets. Now, we're more than happy to give all those secrets away because we know very few people can actually- 100%. We always do. On those. Okay, we always say that. We always mm. say it on here and I always say that because mm. One reason why I want to give so much value, yeah. even to realtors, like yeah. I'll share with you everything that I know, right. everything that I'm doing, because at the end of the day, 98% of the people will not use it yeah. or implement it. And the people that do, I'm confident that they don't even have the same. You're, already, they, you're yeah. already five years ahead of them. So why not mm -hmm. share with them? You yeah. know, yeah. No, there's no shortage of success. No. There's no shortage of it. And when you realize that, I think that's what makes you successful. Abundance only comes to those with abundance. 100. Yeah, that's why I see it. One hundred percent. We end it. Yeah, dude, that was, that was like so freaking awesome. <laughs> such a freaking. So for those of you guys uh, listening on iTunes and on YouTube, um, we don't have any lives, so I can't tell yeah, them to watch yeah. next week. But um, you know, every single Wednesday we're featuring a new guest. This Wednesday we got Mike Cortez, the owner of Digital Empire, Thanks for having me, man. going over his entrepreneur experience and uh, a little bit of information, a lot of information yeah. on the social world. I mean, you even blew, blew my mind, my marketing team's mind. <laughs> um, you know, it's just crazy to know and understand how this social media world that we're living in is going. I don't think a lot of people are understanding. You know, yeah. and even me, like I feel like I understand, but I know I don't understand. It's it's a, you you don't know what you don't know sometimes yeah, and you just yeah. gotta go find it you know what I mean like and I'm, I'm still learning a lot of shit like I there's so much to learn yeah definitely that's man. just opportunity definitely well hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, you know Mike Cortez's story and you know if you guys are interested in the services make sure you guys reach out mm -hmm. to him and uh, tune in every single Wednesday as we interview entrepreneurs influencers movers and shakers such as Mike Cortez out here drinking some uh, whiskey. You need to chug yours oh, before shit, we take okay. off, bro. 
Two was it four four roses or something? Or? This is four roses. Four yeah, roses. this is four roses, and um, you know, every week we feature a new whiskey. That's part of the Whiskey Wednesday uh, podcast tradition, and um, having some really good whiskey, having some really good guests on. So really excited for next week, and hopefully you guys stay tuned. You know, episode one thousands on the toy. Cool. <laughs> See you guys soon. Take care. Thanks for having me. Thanks, brother.